Hey, what's up? Thank you for pressing play. This week on the Jock and Nerd podcast, I get a big Spidey geek boner. Geek boner. As we break down the first trailer for Spider-Man Far From Home and discuss trailers from John Wick 3 and Season 8 of Game of Thrones, we got a lot of rumors regarding the new MCU shows for the Disney Plus app and quickie reviews for Bumblebee and the DC animated Reign of Superman movie. Plus... Aquaman makes $1 billion, a new Ghostbusters movie's on the way, and we've even got some jock and nerd fan fiction. Geerific. All that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, January 17th, 2019. All right, let's uh, light this shit up. Imran. Spark it up. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Yeah, boy, what's up, listener? Thanks for tuning in this week, and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast where we deliver comic book and superhero TV and movie news reviews and whatever we choose. Jock and nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. Uh, he's the jock. Uh, he's the nerd. And that fashion forward, frothy, fornicating, felty in the corner. Well, that's uh, really rug boy. What's up, rugs? What's up, dickwad? What's up, dick? How you doing? <laughs> oh, shit. Great uh, call out. That was, my, uh, that was my, my most cutting a uh, bully comment that I could make. Flash stole your best line. Yeah. Oh, my I God. Mean, what can I say that'll really intimidate someone that I, uh, <laughs> I'm bullying? Dickwad still hurts, man. Dickwad. So that's that's rough. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's a rough one. Rugs, how's your slack hole these days? Uh, slack hole's tightening up a little bit. Oh, no. Is that from... Yeah, it's the it's the weather. It's the weather, yes. Might be snow coming in, Imran. <laughs> Yes, there's, oh, a yeah, there's a storm. There's a storm brewing. Rugs, get your uh, yeah. Whenever there's a snowstorm, yeah. my slack hole tightens up. You know, you got to spray yourself with some of that Lochte icer they use on cars. Yeah, I think that'll help. It makes it very <laughs> difficult to speak when my slack hole is very tight. Uh, if you're a new listener, thanks for joining us. Check out our show notes for this episode on our lovely website. Uh, just visit jockinner.com/slash two five seven. Or links to everything we're going to talk about, how to get in touch with the show, how to subscribe, where to find the show, all the wonderful things. And, uh, fellas, let's stop pussy-dicking around, because we got oh. Spider-Man to talk about. The Jock, <laughs> Jock and Nerd Podcast. Oh, my God. Uh, the Spidey love just keeps coming in 2019. Uh, the first trailer... Spider-Man Far From Home released earlier this week. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, I can't play the geek boner enough. Uh, <laughs> and boy, do I have thoughts, as I did with the Homecoming trailer. Uh, and they actually released a domestic and international trailer. Slightly different. Some different footage, different music cues cut a little bit differently. Why so many trailers? Like, why is there an extended trailer? Well, the extended is just the domestic and international, like, put together in one oh. win, one oh. thing. i never seen the international. If you click that link list, uh, in the show notes, listener, you can also follow along. It'll play the domestic one, and then it plays the international one. We'll talk about a little bit of the differences. But, like, why didn't they put the footage in the regular one and then just... 
It's clearly it sense. there because what, they, what yeah. look, once we talk about the differences, you see how their marketing is different for international and domestic audiences. But don't you think the American audience would have liked to see what was in the international trailer? Yeah, because there's uh, some telling stuff. Not only that, there's like Easter eggs all over. There's more Easter eggs in this than in like the whole movie of Homecoming. Uh, this is crazy, but you got to think this is deliberate, you know, on Marvel's part. This is also the first post Endgame movie. Is this the beginning of phase four? Uh, I guess, right? We'll find out. Yeah. Uh, before I get, we'll get nitpicky, let's talk about what uh, what what did we like about the trailer? I thought it was. Why don't we just talk about the trailer? A lot of fun. Let's talk about the trailer. <laughs> so why do we need to split it up? And why? It's not a movie. I don't know. It's not a movie. All right. Well, look. <laughs> you look, you look I'm going to start with something that fucking bugs me right away. Then motherfuckers, and it's in the beginning. The whole f- fact that Anne knows Peter Parker. It's already Spider Man. This is quite the departure. This is a whole other fucking ball game. I don't know what this is anymore. Does this bother yeah. anybody else? It always bothered me. It doesn't really. I mean, it's a, it's a departure, but it sets off right off the bat. Like, this isn't the Spider Man that you. No, everybody grew up fucking with. knows who Peter Parker Spider Man in this universe. Apparently, yeah, this like is a different Spider Man. Yeah, everyone knows. And, and it's it's <laughs> driving home that fact right away. This is different. This is get, different. Either, yeah. either get with it or get over it. Yes, move on, old bastard, or get on the program. It's definitely the fun, likable teen I, European adventure rugs comment. I think that you know. Marvel has to carve out its own Spider-Man, and that's fine. But I think there's always going to be a yearning for what is the essential Spider-Man, and I think one day they will go back to it, and and I'll be there for that. So, uh, yeah, maybe it's working up to it. Uh, no, well, no, you can't work up to no, it. You've already, the cat's already out of the bag, unless you do yeah. like some some time travel but, thing. But well, yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, they they're going, yeah. they're, they're, like, this, is, yeah. this is the version they're running with. Yeah. Yeah, because at some point they're going to have to reset. Right. It could happen. At, That's what at, Yeah. Saying. After uh, Endgame, some kind yeah, of reset. Yeah, I'll be like fucking in, one foot in the grave, but you know. 20 years from now. Uh, was it 20 years? Yeah, you'll be fine. Look, well, we've, maybe, we've, you, no, you probably you might be dead. We've had three Spider-Man. I should be dead now. You should be. I don't know what's keeping, <laughs> oh, what's keeping you alive. Yeah. It's keeping you alive. I know. I, I'm not, you know. Let's move on. Romanian gypsy curse. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but look, Aunt May still hot. Uh, a little flirty, flirty with happy. I thought that was kind of fun. And Peter's reaction yeah. was kind of cute. I love the music, uh, the Ramones, into the orchestral Spidey theme. That's my favorite part about it, is the Spidey theme. That they're, yeah, that it's like that so That gives big. me the feel. Yeah. It's a, when I hear that, yeah. I, I'm willing to look past a lot of this stuff. I'm like, well, at least they gave me the theme song. At least they gave me the theme song I grew up with. Uh, yeah, exactly. And they did something with it. Like a lot of people like shit on these theme songs and go like, no, there's something to that one. And like you, if you use it correctly in a, in certain spots, it yeah. can be great. And they did use it. That's And that's interesting because even in the Raimi movies, he would have the theme song as a joke in the movies. Yeah. And it was never in the, the, the score by uh, Danny Elfman, which I really didn't find very memorable to begin with, even though I love Danny Elfman. This is like the score. This is a whole orchestra playing the 60s it, Spidey. It theme. feels more uplifting. Yeah. You yeah. know, than, than this, the Raimi one, which is more creepy. Yes. Uh, and a little bit more like Batman. Yeah. Like with the, it's chugging along. Yeah. Yeah. He's well, you know, Elfman is dark. He's got dark tones. Anthony, what'd you think of the Nick Fury reveal? Fucking Nick Fury's in this movie. And apparently they've never met. 
Why, why don't I just tell you what I thought of the trailer and then I can get to the Nick Fury? Okay, do that. Yeah, let Like, do that. What is thing. this? Why are we? Why are we structuring this like it's a movie review? I don't know because there's so <laughs> much. There is a lot in here that I almost feel like I saw the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. overall, overall, I liked it. I liked the the entire trailer. It is different. I mean, right off the bat, you mentioned Aunt May. I was like, oh, yeah. I forgot that it even happened. Right? Like, oh, wow, we're we're really departing away from uh, the comics here. Uh, but overall, I liked it. I mean, I enjoyed the first Spider-Man Homecoming. I didn't enjoy it um, as much as everyone did online. Um, I was, you know, whelmed by it. I wasn't like, this is awesome, but I wasn't pissed off either. Right. Um, so this trailer, I mean, it's more, it looks like it's more the same. They're playing up. I, I kind of appreciate the, the feminist Mary Jane that's that was not a really joke. a feminist. That was a pretty good joke. She's like, so, just, yeah. cause, so I'm pretty and so now I have value? <laughs> He's like, no. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. Perfectly in step with the times. Right, uh-huh. right. I enjoy I enjoy the little jab there. Yeah. Um, overall, I like the trailer. Uh, I wasn't like, this is amazing, but I, I did like this. If I had to compare this to like the first Captain Marvel trailer, yeah. I liked this better. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff online with uh, people speculating, like, what the hell's going on with Mysterio? And... I th- I think I figured out right away that he's just creating illusions. The whole thing is a swerve. Yeah, yeah it's all swerve yeah. so that he's like the hero, but then you'll you'll find out he's not. Um, and then as far as your question about Nick Fury, I mean, I did s- someone I don't f- I forgot who, who brought this up. It might have been in one of the chats I'm in, but someone did bring up. Wouldn't his spider sense have s- figured I, out? I read, that Nick Fury I read was that there? also, but my answer was he's not a danger. Yeah, yeah, he's not a danger. Um, I don't know. I I, I mean, I I, I wasn't expecting the nick fury cameo at all i didn't see any casting stuff with yeah yeah samuel jackson Maria so Hill's that was, in it too for a second the back of her you see that was interesting yeah. um yeah overall i like the trailer i'm uh i'm excited to see where it goes i can play this new clip then that's fucking awesome yeah that's really good got that I didn't, new? Think, it was, I didn't think it was fucking awesome <laughs> well, that's that's your words that's that, that's not what I, I didn't say. That it wasn't the clip, trailer. listener. He no. thinks it's fucking awesome. I hardly endorse this. Now uh, is yeah. is Gwen Stacy in that? Is is that the blonde no, girl with that's, the thing in her? No. That's Betty Brant, I think. Betty Brant. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, really? She was in, she was in the first one too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I don't. I haven't really watched Homecoming more than like one and a half times. <laughs> yeah. Because I couldn't sit through it a second she time. She was really. in the first one. It's an okay movie. Okay, wait. I have so many questions. If Fury and Peter have never met, does that mean? That they never meet in an end game? Does that mean shit gets reset and they never meet in end game? Is that a possibility? You would think they would meet in the next Avengers movie. That's all. Right. Who knows? But you don't know the story. But he's dead that. in the next Avengers movie. Well, they're both yeah, and dead. He's dead. They're both dead. And one, one was dead on Titan. The other is dead on Earth. Yeah, yeah. but we know. Look, everyone's like, oh, this is like completely killing the buzz for this end game. Come on. You really think they're going to leave half of humanity dead in the end of the fucking Avengers movie? Uh, everyone's coming back. Mostly, mostly, mostly everyone. So uh, regarding the villains that, you know, in the, in the, uh, description, they say he's fighting, uh, the elemental elemental. I think Mysterio, I think Hall looks great in the costume. He's got the square gauntlets rugs. What do you think? It's comics, Eric accurate. He's got the fucking fishbowl. Geek boner. I think he looked fine. He's green. That's all I really cared. Green and purple cape. And then, uh, that's close enough for me. Mysterio is kind of a goofy character. He's yeah. got like basically he's like nude. Yeah. With <laughs> with uh, a fishbowl on his head and a big and a, cape. And so, a big cape. So anything that's an improvement on that is cool with me. Uh I don't know if it's cool that we see his face, but like I think 
when you're doing a a villain hiding the face and being mysterious yeah is cool but yeah. like when i guess when you're trying to portray a hero yeah this maybe is having the face yeah. is good very different but i don't know i still think they shouldn't have showed his face I still think that I still think he should have just been a fishbowl. It's though. interesting because uh, the plot also seems to take a lot of inspiration from Mysterio's very first appearance in Spider-Man, like thirteen or something, where he is. You know, it's Quentin Beck, a special effects guy who sets up this elaborate thing uh, uh, to become the hero to make himself look better. The reason it works in that uh, context is that Spider-Man, the public hates that Spider-Man. And it's a big part right. of that story. This is one of the things we're missing from this Spider-Man. Yes. Of course, you see that he's celebrated. He's like, yay, Spider-Man. He's, yeah. a, he's a big fucking star. Completely different from the 616 Spidey I grew up with and love. So that's why that mystery works. But I think this may be very similar. He, uh, he's setting this up and it backfires. Now, are these elementals or is this Hydro Man, Molten Man, and the Sandman? Oh, what do you think? Was? No, I think it's he created them. He, they're, they're some kind of androids or something that some kind of technology he's using because from the first, you got to always connect the dots. Like, uh, like Pee Wee Herman does. Yeah. And um, you got to, <laughs> you, you got to like, <laughs> Michael Keaton, the vulture was selling black market, fucking alien technology. Yes, yes, and he yep. may have some of that shit. Absolutely. He may have some of this. And he may be able to, may be able to create all kinds of crazy shit. That was uh, not possible before. So check out these deliberate Easter eggs that I think they put in there to make us think that this is Sandman, Easter, uh, uh, Sandman, Hydro Man, and Molten Man. During the clip where it looks like Sandman, the license plate on the car, the beginning numbers are 463. Could be a nod to Sandman's first appearance, Amazing Spider-Man number four, 1963. <laughs> All right. Uh, Molten Man debuted in 1965, Amazing Spider-Man number 28. When they're running on the bridge... Another car has license plate. Is this the plate. American trailer or the international there, trailer? This is in both trailers. So the second okay. half is the same. I'll get to the differences because that's interesting. There's a license plate that says 2865 September, which is the Multiman queue. And then when they're on the boat in Venice, in the behind Ned Leeds or Ned or Genki, whatever the fuck is, when they're taking a picture, it says ASM 212. And that is Amazing Spider-Man 212 is an issue uh, of first appearance of Hydro Man. So... They want us to think that it's these people. It could be their retcon fucking version, maybe setting up the Sinister Six. That could be kind of yeah. cool. I don't think. I think it's all the illusion. It's all none of it is real. I think if it if it is them, it takes away from Mysterio's like uh, abilities. Yeah, yeah. Because like, then he's not. He's just a dude who gets other dudes to like work with him in, in pranking the universe, which is okay. That's fine. But, but it, I mean, I think it makes him more cool when if he was behind this whole thing himself. And is this Mysterio going to be a special effects guy or is he like an actual magic spellcaster like Doctor Strange? Looks a little bit like the Doctor Strange magic. Uh, so be- I want to hear what what does Rugs think of the trailer because you're you're beating or you're dancing around all this. What does oh, Rugs me? think? No, not Rugs. It runs. It runs asking all these stupid questions. Yeah. I just want to hear what Rugs thinks of the trailer. Well, I mean, <laughs> I think it. I think it's an opportunity for a fun time. It sounds like it's fun. He's going uh, to to Venice and all these great, uh, you know, all these great uh, European sites, and he's it's romantic. He's hit. He's hitting on Mary Jane for the first time, and they're getting together. And uh, you know, he's got this adventure that's happening with Shield. And Nick Fury's taking him, giving him a stealth suit. So all these, a lot of like cool things, I guess, going on. It's going to be a fun movie, I could tell. But, you know, I have baggage, obviously, yes. when it comes to like being a stickler for the character to the 
they've changed him so much. It's just, it's just shocking to me how much they've changed him. And so yeah. it, it just, and not only him, like everything about him, everything is just in name only. So like, that's never going to go away. Like, and to the people who tell me it doesn't matter, I'm like, things do matter to me. Uh, the essence of something does mean something to me. So when I see something that's so, the only thing that really is the same is that Spider-Man is doing Spider-Man things. Spider-Man-y things. No, you're right. Yes. That extends to the supporting so, cast too, I think. So it's not like I think this movie's going to suck. I think the people who want to see it and don't give a shit are going to love it. And um, I might enjoy myself in the moment watching it. And But when I look back on it and go, do I want to support this kind of changes to every character? Do I want to get behind this movie because it's in a lot of ways it's be supporting something that I hate, like when it's done to characters. So it's I, I'm at a con- conflicted way. I'm not excited about it, but I look like, hey, it looks like it's going to be interesting. That's kind of how you came out of Homecoming, because I remember that when you initially, we did our review, you were like, this is a solid movie. And then as time wore on, you started to think about it, and you were like, I don't like that at all. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is a yeah. different version of my beloved character. Well, it, now, now, this is the thing. When people say it doesn't matter and it doesn't affect anything and why it doesn't erase your childhood, it is effectively doing that because everybody who's seeing these movies, millions more people are now thinking that this is the- correct. This is the version. Yeah. This is the definitive version. This yes, the, I mean, when, yeah. whenever something is released in the most popular form of media, it becomes is, the definitive point, movies, version. It becomes the definitive version. Yeah. Correct. So i I take umbrage with that. I feel I feel attacked. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Um, I and I was you. talking. I was talking about this yesterday about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. All right. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comes out. It's a comic. It's very dark. It's an independent comic. It doesn't have any of these things that they they add to it. To make the cartoon. There's no pizza eating. There's no colored, uh, you know, bandanas. Yeah. Uh, but, but then I feel like this kitty car- Ninja Turtles yeah. couldn't be a mainstream success. Un- unless it was a kitty cartoon. Unless they cartoon. did that. Yeah. Unless yeah. they yeah. did yeah. that. Yeah. Unless they. Yeah. So it was like if they Ninja Turtles would never have happened. Correct. But the fact that those guys knew Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and people would get it. That's the genius. But, uh, you know, at some point, me, can, can I, yeah. can I speak real yeah, quick yeah, on yeah. that? Because as a kid, all I knew was the cartoon, the colored sure. bandanas sure. and the pizza. Yeah. And that is yeah. what hooked me as a kid. Exactly. So it, so it worked. Yeah. Yeah. And now I appreciate that it actually was darker in the beginning, but yeah. it wouldn't have hooked me as a dark with black bandanas. It, that right. wouldn't have hooked but me as a kid. The fact that they eat pizza doesn't change who they are as characters. The fact that sure. they have colored bandanas doesn't change who they are. Um, what does Kawabunga do? <laughs> yeah, that's also Kawabunga, a difference. Like the, that kind of changes yeah, it, right? Yeah, that, that does yeah. to a degree. I mean, you got to imagine at one point Eastman and Laird are sitting there and they're like, you know what? We're going to have to fucking water this down. It's going to be huge. Right. You know, conflicted. That's a tough choice but as a this creator. Is the, but this is the difference. Spider-Man has thrived, endured for 60-something yes, yes, years. Yes, the version we know. It has become popular all of its own volition without having to be changed. Correct. So there's no reason to change it. It's unnecessary. Mm. So that's what I was saying about Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles needed to be changed yeah. to be mainstream. Yeah. Spider-Man did not. This is just changes that are arbitrary. I will agree with that. I think what they're doing, and you mentioned, you touched on already, but they're trying to create their own version, and they're also really thinking hard about, like, okay, what does this modern Spider-Man look in this time? Yeah. And the, and this is the version they've come up with, and it's cobbled yeah. together with, things with, of, a, with a non-bully Flash Thompson. With, yeah, you know, <laughs> a, 
a smart bully or whatever he is, you know, a, a feminist playing MJ yeah, that isn't yeah, really MJ. Yeah. And then a bunch of other characters, a, a best, a best Asian friend, best Asian friend. Everyone's likable and that's cute. He's not ganky. I love that. What's up? Dickwad line. That was hilarious. That's the thing. They've done everything they can to pretty him up. They've done everything yes, else to, like, yes. to make him appealing and yeah. non-threatening. And there's no, there's no bumps or scars on this guy. Yeah. There's no, they're, they've downplayed all of his foibles. They've downplayed, you know, his fact that he's a reject or any of that stuff. It's all like any darkness is like because nobody gone. wants to go to the movies and have to feel bad about anything. So look, I will say a couple so, of things. Overall, it looks fun. I feel like it already looks better than Homecoming. You guys, what do you guys think? I hope it's better. Yeah, I feel like because <laughs> Homecoming was he was relying on that Tony Stark tech way too much, and it ruined that ruined it for me too. Now he's got Nick Fury tech though, so it's gonna have Shield yeah, tech to so help him. Yeah, so it's like I don't think we're ever gonna get to that dude who like. I mean, I, I think Spider-Man should use technology, but I don't think he should be. It should be such a part of him. Yeah. Where it's almost like he's another character. It's a crutch. It becomes a crutch. Uh, Anthony, you don't think it looks better than Homecoming just from this trailer? I'm uh, I'm, I'm holding my judgment. Okay. I mean, I, I I enjoyed Homecoming. Not I, If I would rank Homecoming along with all the other Marvel films, yeah. it would be towards the bottom for sure. Just for me. But we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. What about it don't you like, Anthony? Homecoming? Yeah. Well, I didn't like that his motivation was... was. Um, oh, I remember you said that, that he was very by, selfish yeah. in how he wants to be part of S.H.I.E.L.D. and right, that, it wasn't, part of the Avengers. I wanted there to be like the second... You know, I wanted there to be... not. I didn't need to see an Uncle Ben moment, but I needed there to be... I some needed him pathos. to carry that weight yeah, on his shoulders. Yeah, some kind of like connection. And I don't think him and Tony thing was, was really strong enough. Uh, no, yeah, I didn't think the Tony. I, yeah. I mean, I like the Tony thing. Don't yeah. get me, I think it's it's a natural evolution for that character, but I wanted to see some more weight on his shoulders. Absolutely, as as but that's what we just Uncle said. Ben. It's all lighthearted. But here's the other thing: after Endgame, I think this will be a great palate cleanser, lighthearted fucking adventure romp in Europe, and it's it will be needed after who knows how heavy Endgame is and what happens. What's reset? Who knows who? Uh, so the international trailer, here's some uh, interesting differences. The first half of the trailer is different. There's no Ramones. They don't put the Ramones in there. They just have like a generic score. But it starts with Peter walking through the airport, going through customs, and they open the bag, and his spider suit is sitting there, and there's a note from May saying, you forgot to pack this May. The lady's looking at it. And then she picks up a banana. She's like, you can't bring this in. And he goes, no banana. Got it. And it's yeah, don't you think that they'd be like, oh, that's Spider-Man's suit? Yeah, so how many fucking people know that he's Spider-Man? Oh, this is my point, everybody I mean, fucking on knows. on film at an yes. airport. You Nobody know, cares, it everything. doesn't matter. But there's more matter. of Peter and his friends hanging out uh, in the beginning. Second half of the, the trailer is the same. Here's a really interesting difference. The tag. Flash says, what's up, dickwad, in the domestic? In the international, he says, what's up, loser? And I don't know why. I guess Dickwad doesn't translate to international. Yeah, I don't know if Dickwad translates. They wouldn't get the the joke as much. So it cuts away and they do ADR where he goes, "Sup, loser." I was like, "Huh, that's weird." Uh so uh, you know, a year ago, Kevin Feige did confirm that uh, Far From Home will take place after Avengers Endgame, possibly minutes after Avengers Endgame. So whether time is reset, I saw another theory where maybe he's still on that bus. None of that shit in Infinity War happens, and now the bus is going to Europe on a thing. 
and no- going to the airport, going to the airport, and that thus you know nobody's met anyone, nobody remembers that this has happened. Yeah, because this world doesn't seem like a world where something crazy happened to people a little bit. Right? Who knows? I mean, it's tough to tell in yeah. two minutes. Yeah. Uh, let me add one more thing, though, that I do like about this Spider-Man is out of all the Marvel films, this is the only one, and, and it seems like they're continuing that theme. Um, and I'm not in high school, but it feels like a high school film. The, yeah. the characters yeah. like um, Zendaya and whoever plays the Ned Ned Leeds' son. What's his name? Genki. Or Ned. Uh, Ned. Not, he, He's Ned. Ned. His name He's is Ned. Ned. Yeah. His I don't know if it's Ned, Ned Leeds, but Ned, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they all feel like they're in, they're young. They feel like they're, they don't feel like 28-year-olds. Yeah, like they don't feel like 30-year-old tw- playing. Yeah, 30-year-olds yeah. playing. Yeah. Not, you know, it doesn't feel like a CW show. It's authentic, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is, so which I, is that, like that I give I give it credit for that. That's actually good. That's the one thing I really like about it. It has a youthful energy, absolutely, you know. And I, you know, when I, talking about Zendaya. Yeah. I mean, after seeing her in a couple of other films. Rita Showman. She's so stunning. Yeah. And they're really not like. When are they going to whip out Mary Jane? When are they going to whip not, out? Like, but it's not her. Yeah. It's just MJ. Yeah. But it's not Mary Jane. It's her initials are MJ. But, but her yeah. name is Michelle. This is not MJ. Yeah. Just like the Ned is Genki, but he's not Genki. He's yeah. Ned Flash. I, 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 I'll say this. I wish, I wish they would have just either made her Mary Jane or just made her Michelle. Right. Right. I don't like. I don't like the they're the dicking around. The, I don't like the foot in both both sides yes. of the the border. Yes. Yeah. That's a little. If they were fuck. gonna make her Mary Jane. Like, let's let's do it. She's let's a make model. Her Mary Jane. She's, and if she's, she's a party not, girl. if you're introducing someone new, that's fine. Just commit but to she, that. Because right now she's MJ and name only, and then acts like someone completely different, which is kind of weird. So yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. You say we're gonna. Talk, I want to talk about the secondary characters in this franchise a little bit because a lot of them are just in name only. Uh did you? But, yeah, go ahead. That, that Ned Leeds guy. What's what's so? What's his name? I well, see, that's let me the look thing. Let's hear. I think look I have it, it here. It's just Ned. Is he given a last name? I mean, there's no Harry in this either. Yeah, where? So that's another thing I'm bring up right about now. Here, let me look up. So, what the fuck is his name? Uh, he Jacob Badalot. But what's his what's his character? It just name? says Ned. Because there was a lot of stuff on the internet that he was um, Ned Leeds. So in in IMDb, it just says Ned. Betty, yeah, the, right. girl, the girl playing Betty Brandt, it just says Betty, but then it does say Flash Thompson. Also, let's not forget JB Smoove. Yeah. Like, <laughs> JB Smoove is in this movie, some capacity. Also, Michael Keaton. DJ Jonah Jameson. Maybe. Michael Keaton's also listed in the cast for this movie. So, so Zendaya's name is Michelle Jones, uh, which gives you the MJ, but it's not MJ. <laughs> yeah, that's a, where I was going with the Ned thing was if he's Ned Leeds, yeah. that means he's Hobgoblin. <laughs> yes. And they're going to jump to Hobgoblin before any Osborns. Also, did you notice the Avengers Tower is being renovated? Lots of speculation. Who's bought the tower? Is it an Oscorp buy? Is it the Baxter building? Is this how they're going to bring in the Fantastic Four? Uh, is it S.H.I.E.L.D.? Why is it being renovated? Was it destroyed in Endgame? Lots of good questions. Uh, July 5th, 2019. These questions will be answered. Now, I have two really interesting articles. The first one, I want to ask you guys if you agree with some of these things, drugs, especially you. Comicbookmovie.com, 10 things Marvel still needs to do to make Tom Holland's Peter Parker the most spectacular Spider-Man to date. And these are a lot of the things we've been thinking of. Okay, let me know if you agree with any of these. Uh, starting with introduce the Daily Bugle. I think that's a step into bringing this Tom Holland Spider-Man closer to the, the one we love. I mean- 
He's got to have some kind of adversity. Somebody hates him. Like you can't everybody like every, yeah, every, loving him. Right, everybody That's not can't. Spider-Man. Right, the beauty of the early Spider-Man was J. Jonah and Jameson demonized him in the public. Everyone Shut up, Dick hated Wad. him. What's up, Dickwad? <laughs> and he, he thumbs up it. He doesn't even like get offended. He's like, yay. <laughs> There he is, my old buddy Flash. <laughs> He's just like, yep, yeah. Cutting up some nice zingers. <laughs> Penis Parker. I mean, that was kind of funny. All right, yeah. yeah. Uh, assemble the Sinister Six. I feel like they're eventually going to try to get to that maybe in the next movie. That's fine. That'll be... Uh, is it going to make it better than it, the Sinister Six? Nah, Sinister it's just Six more authentic. Uh, I love this next one. Let Peter Parker grow up. How many years of him in these movies are we going to have him in high school? Uh, it doesn't bother me that he's in high school. Yeah, I think that's it makes an interesting, uh, interesting uh, habitat for things to happen. We do need to see growth of a character, you know, though. You I, know, I like the high school thing. I, I don't want to see it forever, right. but I, I do like the high school thing as well. It'll. I mean, the payoff to see him as adult would be my great. only. I, my only concern is that these characters start to look like they're not in high school ah, before they. Before yeah, they, they, they got to grow with. They got to grow with the the characters yeah. and the actors that are playing with. Right. Them. Uh, bring in the Osbournes is another uh, note they have. I just said that. that yeah. I think it's very important I, in Spider-Man's lore. Definitely has to happen. Yeah. Uh, uh, shed some light on the origin story. Are we ever going to get the Uncle Ben moment? Uh, the actual Uncle Ben. Moment? Are we ever going to find out? Are we ever going to see this origin? I think that's very interesting. I, I would like to. I would like there to be something about it. The thing is, is for me, it's already we're already too late. Right. I would have like he doesn't have he's not carrying that pain. It's kind of pointless to even do it now, and then all of a sudden he's it, mopey. They, they got to do it like like the original comic where the the dude like intrudes on the house and kills him at the house. Yeah, yeah, and that's why they had to move to that apartment. Oh, because they couldn't live there. And I would love to hear yes. the the you know the great power line. Maybe I know it's yeah, it's a trope, course. but let's hear it. Uh, the next one, I I wholeheartedly agree. Poor, properly portray his spider sense. We've really had no no good uh, well, spider seen sense it. use. Really, you've seen it. Yeah, they've, there's been t- so with the goosebumpy hair thing. There's that, and then even in Civil War, um, he B- Bucky throws like something at him, like a door. Yeah, and he's like, oh my god, and he hear he like hears it. He hears that it's coming and dodges it before it even yeah. before it even hits him. Like a little more visual representation. They, they, the, the Russos are actually better at showing it than um, yeah, than uh, John, John, John Watts. Watts. Yeah, who's yeah, coming back? Uh, don't rely too much on cameos. Another one. Yes, please. Can we have a movie where there isn't a fucking another guy from the MCU helping him out? Well, the reason they're doing that is because they're they portrayed this Spider-Man from the get-go as someone that wants to be in Avengers. Yeah, he's very eager to be part of the he, he fucking wants to be team. In, yeah, that that's his motivation. So this is like, I mean, it's ultimate it's not an Uncle Ben thing. It's he not, wants yeah, to be a hero. Yeah, he yeah. wants to be the Avengers. This is the ultimate Spider-Man version motivation. Right. Also, uh, he sh- wants to film himself as he goes to the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> Make a vlog about it. The last thing is show off his smarts. Can, are we ever going to see how yeah. how smart? I would he like actually. to see how smart he is. They've only hinted at it very briefly in Civil War. He's not building web shooters or nothing. The kind of smarts that he has is using movies that he's watched. Yes, that's it. Remember that old movie? That's That's so terrible. He he is a pop culture (laughs) enthusiast. Remember that old movie with that big shark and then they electrocuted him? I got an idea. The only time they've alluded to it again is with the with the Russos. They had him built when when you get an introduction. He has like the pizza thing. It's up. It's like a math equation T-shirt. Oh yes, and, and he wears that T-shirt he, again. Yeah, and then he's building a computer in the in the background. Yeah, barely. Yeah, but that's just so. He's building his own computer based off on spare parts. 
It's so but not, not in the Watts version. Yeah. You don't get you, yeah. the only thing that you know is that he's in a magnet school. Right? He's a, yeah, yeah, he's in a smarty yeah. school, but everybody's smart there. So, like, you don't even know. so he's not any different. <laughs> Again, Russo's it's so bad. Russo's yeah, given us the true. best version just terrible. of these characters. Okay, last bit I want to uh, discuss this article uh, from Medium I just saw today. It's pretty good. I want to know if you guys agree. It's from Cameron Carpenter. It's called Spider Man and the Secondary Character Interiority. Uh, the guy talks about writing secondary characters and what they should do. Ultimately, sec- supporting characters should meet these two requirements. Support or challenge the thesis of the protagonist in some way, or two, seem as though they exist in their own distinctive narratives when they aren't on screen. So he makes the argument that in the Raimi movies, they do this great. But in the Homecoming, okay. these characters aren't doing anything if they're not on the screen. They're like we just said many times, they're just in name only. Let me just read a little bit of his argument here. He says, There is no non-villainous secondary character with a life happening off screen. No matter how well acted characters like Ned, MJ, Flash, Liz, or Aunt May don't seem to have anything happening to them except for when they are on screen. And when they are on screen, they're simply interacting with Peter to paint his world to be that of a typical teenager. It's a great article. You guys should read it. But They're just decorations. Do you agree or does he have selective uh, memory, this guy? I kind of get, I like this guy's point here. I don't know. I don't. I haven't watched Homecoming enough. I just know that what I've seen of these characters, um, they don't feel as strong, anywhere near as strong as they should be. So uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, it's, maybe that's what this movie's going to do. I don't know. We'll see. Anthony, just like you said, none of these characters have any kind of struggle or strife or anything to overcome. They're just kind of present. Yeah, I mean, I would I would agree that that this you know this is kind of but there's a lot of movies that like this where the characters kind of just all revolve around the main character. Yeah. So that this criticism, although valid, it it can be it can be made for a lot of movies that are are still pretty good. And that, I would argue too that who, his love interest in the first one. Yeah. What was her name? Uh, that was Laura Harrier was playing uh, yeah. Liz Allen. Liz oh, Allen. Liz Allen. There was the old, that was the one. I mean, character. She, you know, yeah. she was affected. She got a rich house. She got a house. Like, yeah. An awesome life because of Vulture. So she wasn't just affected by Peter. Like she wasn't just revolving around him. So then the other character that he brings up, he's like, well, what about Tony Stark? Tony Stark was there. Obviously, you know him. Stuff has happened to him off screen, but he's like, it's only in the forefront of Tony's mind when he's in front of But Peter. if you look at the Raimi films, they're completely different. Like, you know that Harry's got his own deal with yes, his dad. and MJ has a complete Girl, story arc in the three movies. She, you hear her dad's arc. yelling at her. Yes, yes. She's, you know, there's yes. so much more to yes, those characters absolutely. than just being on screen and serving, you know, the plot. Well, look at the arc all the supporting characters take in the in the trilogy. Like that's good character interiority, secondary supporting character writing. Right? Basically, which this is they're just here they're just set dressing. What do you guys think of I saw some criticism or some comments online. What do you think of them putting Spider-Man in Europe for this one and instead of away from New York? It's we fine. still haven't really seen him no. in this MCU version swinging around the skyscraper in Manhattan. In yeah. yeah, it looks like he does a little bit of that from the trailer because he's going by the Avengers Tower. You know what? It's fine. It'll be if fun. It's it. different. I don't care. No, we already had the best version of that in the Amazing Spider-Man movie. So all right. So uh, it's it's okay uh, that they that they're taking him to a different location. Um, he occasionally does go different places, yeah. so it's fine. Um, that doesn't bother me. The location doesn't bother me. 
as long as there's some of it in the movie. Like, I'm sure they're going to start out in New York. Yeah. And uh, have a little bit of that. Look, I'm still excited about Mysterio. You fucking yeah. <laughs> chill it all. It's great. <laughs> Listener, you can continue this conversation with us at our exclusive closed Facebook group called Jock and Nerd Nation. Jock and Nerd. Join it today. Geek out with us. Let us know what you think. A lot of you have already let us know what you think about this trailer. And there's been some great back and forth. Welcome, new member listener, Billy Locke. Locking it in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me let me give a thumbs up to the poster. I actually like this one. Jimmy Shea uh, had an incredible pencil drawing anthony describe it for us is great no, I'm, t- I'm talking about the post spider-man poster oh i was talking <laughs> far about from him yes. i know what you're talking yeah, yeah. about but did you have you seen this far yes, from home with the space with all the stamps on yeah, with, with yeah, the stickers from all the different yes. yeah yeah i, I kind of like that it's it, not it, bad. It, it it makes it still still like that kitty it's light-hearted teenage vibe yes. yeah, light-hearted, light-hearted vibe. fun oh but that, that poster that jimmy shay so i love that jimmy shay drew yeah. all his favorite characters in a little sketch i think he's got pumpkin head on there all his favorite fictional horror uh, yeah, comic book yeah. from vertigo there's like 50 characters on this drawing but but in that drawing if you look close enough you can see well you don't need to f- look hard to find imran yeah, i stick out pretty good <laughs> you can definitely you can find me if you if you look close you enough. are the and hardest one to find in that i am definitely the hardest one to find yeah. and then you can definitely find rugs yeah i loved it jimmy you get points Points that is for the, the second fan art. Yes, we've gotten, remember right? the Jesse Looney Lego fan art from like the oh, yeah, the blab days. It's our official. Oh, that's a while ago. That was a while. That was like 2015. But that was really cool. I appreciate it. More that. fan art, listener. We want to see your skills. Uh, I like seeing our listeners' artwork. Yeah, post it drawing, there. Drawing us amongst horror characters is a good good thing. That was very cool. It gets you. <laughs> that gets you. It gets you jock and nerd points. Jock and nerd. Uh, I will he kind of p- drew me like as if I was kind of Frankenstein. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe he was fan casting. I appreciate oh. it. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony Frankenstein. I'll put that uh, uh, drawing in the show notes for the listener. If you're not in the nation, you can check it out. Uh, let's move on to this other trailer that dropped today for John Wick 3 completing the trilogy. It's called John Wick Parabellum. This is a, this is a great um, direction for John Wick because in the beginning of the first John Wick, yeah. right? He was So out. far on John Wick, yes, previously. He was out. And then they kill his dog and, and he gets back, back in. in. Yes. So he gets back in. Then he fucking kills everybody on the earth. And then now he wants to get out again. And, th- and now he's got a bounty on his head and yes. everyone is after him. Uh, Anthony, you have not watched the John Wicks, correct? I have not. So well, I just want to know what you think of this trailer from like uh, just watching it out of context. So this is this was my first thought. And I've seen... Um, clips of the other movies, I was like, wow, this movie's shot beautifully. The colors, yeah. the way they light everything. Yeah. The blacks are actually black, so everything else pops really well. So the setting, or whoever the cinematographer is and the, the is locations beautiful. they're choosing and yeah. the color grading is yep. beautiful. Yep. So that's all I had on it. Everything else, I've heard a ton of hype about the John Wick films, yeah. but having not seen the other two, the uh, the context is lost on me in this third one. Okay, but what we gotta watch all three of them. So, okay, first of all, Steve Lee's Patreon Patreon supporter Steve Lee, his movie pick is John Wick. I think we yeah, should do I'll that one it. soon. Get it up on we the could, Patreon. We could do it like next. If Let's do it next. I think we should do it next. Jesse Rodriguez commented, "What I've been waiting for." In in my opinion, this is up there with Endgame. Guess I'm a sucker for gun foo. And you know what, uh, Jesse Rodriguez? I'm also a sucker for gun food. The second half of this trailer is fucking action in this movie. 
looks amazing. I love when he's got a machine gun, he's shooting at the guy, and then he just fucking throws the machine gun end over end at the guy. He's on a horse shooting a guy in the head on a motorcycle. I mean, come on. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. It looks fucking sick. Uh, Rugs, do you think it will uh, live up to completing this trilogy? I think that every John Wick movie has surprised me. He's already has too many lines for my taste, Keanu, in this trailer. I think he's already <laughs> yeah. talking too much. Keanu, just shut the fuck up and do the gun, gun listen, that Brandon Lee should have done. He doesn't need to talk to be John Wick. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He just fucking kill people and just not die but, uh, ever. Halle Berry, Angelica Houston, Ian McShane, uh, Lawrence Fishburne real quick, too. Oh, shit. I was like, oh, shit. They got dudes on motorcycles with swords. It fucking looks amazing. Anthony, I'm I'm interested to see what you think of John Wick. I think you'll enjoy it. It's a sick action movie. I've heard nothing but good things and I, I do enjoy I do enjoy some good action. Gun so. Fu is the best way to describe it. I love Gun Fu. Uh Parabellum, guys. You know what anybody knows what the Parabellum means? Lady Antebellum. It's, it's not Lady Antebellum. It's it, it's more than one bellum. There's a pair the There's a pair oh. oh, there's a parabellums. I thought it was like a curve. That's like a, that's something else, right? A para. I looked it up. It all. Uh, it's a uh, semi-automatic handgun or machine gun. It's another name for the Luger uh, brand of guns. Have uh, Have any of you guys ever shot a gun? Me? Yeah. Of course. Have you? Yeah. Anthony, you ever shoot a gun in a, like a gun I range? I have never shot a gun. Oh, no. dude, you should go. I've shot many guns. I think everyone should go to the gun range and just try it out. It's it's quite exciting and it and it's a I'm lot. I'm probably of fun. really nervous. Wait, you've done it, Imran. I've done it. I've done it. There's a, out in Bensonville. There's a place called Gun World. I've been there twice. I went for like a bachelor party, my uh for for one of them. Uh, but dude, it's really cool and you could see how like it's a sport. You kind of want to get better at it. I don't know. It's just uh. Shoot, shooting a gun is fucking gets you going. It's weird. Then I can hold a gun properly. I used to shoot them all the time. Yeah, I don't think a felty. They don't allow felties. No, felties yeah, now you can hold it in your mouth. That's kind of strange. That's be- si- well, yeah, sideways, that, gangster it, style. It, it makes it really. Difficult, I don't think they give felties Foid cards. Break yourself, fool. <laughs> Just like fucking the puppet version of Boys in the Hood. So. I've actually shot like machine guns. Really? Yeah. See, I've just wow. shot a handgun. Never like a rifle. That's got to be exhilarating. Gun. That power it's, that you have in your hands. You don't want to know something? The fear of what you're holding yeah. fucking scares me to death. Yeah. But at the same time, you're like, okay, I got My only job is to try and control this shit so it doesn't fucking hit anything I don't want it to yeah. hit. And um, it's very scary. I don't know how people walk around with guns all the time. Yeah. I don't. Just I loaded don't, guns. Know. So it's just, it's a very, it's like, have you ever held the katana blade in your hand? No. Like a giant thing that could just slice a person in half. Yeah. Like there's a lot. You (laughs) just hold on to the steel and you're like, dude, this is fucking, it does change. It's not no longer, you pick up a blunt object. It doesn't do anything for you. It does something to you. I remember being in the Philippines two years ago and my cousin's a cop over there and he took the bullets out of his gun. Yeah. Put the gun on the bed. He's like, hold it. And I was even nervous just to hold an empty fucking gun. I was like, I I, I do agree with you. And I've never shot a machine gun. But it does something. But I'm like, it does something. I'm like, this is a killing machine. Yeah. No, even (laughs) even when I was at the gun range, like, you're always aware of that. Like, I could just, you could, it gets dark. You're like, I could just turn around and fucking shoot everybody. I could just turn and shoot. Uh, What's stopping me from killing? Like, this thing kills people. You're always very aware. It's super crazy. It is is a mind fuck. But I think that everybody should do it. 
I think like, so too. At some yes, point, because it did, like not like kids. I'm like when, when you're, you're an, an adult, adult so, it's education. Like you, you have to because you to talk about something that you've never experienced. Like absolutely, a normal person doesn't pick up a gun and like feel great. Right. I mean, a normal person has, there's a lot of fear in holding that thing. There is a lot of. I mean, first time I ever saw a gun, I I was like. My heart started beating yeah. so fast. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy what it does. I've had a gun actually go off, hit the ground next to me, and fucking ricochet out. Uh, it's a crazy story. We'll save that for later. But look, it's one of those things I think everyone should do. Like everyone should get on stage in a in a play. Everyone should smoke weed. Everyone should shoot a gun. Maybe don't do all those three things at once. That would no. be weird. Smoke weed, shoot a gun. <laughs> on on stage, performing Hamlet. <laughs> that's uh, that's my that's my fucking. Uh, a uh, bucket list right there. Yeah, that's a Seth Rogen uh, thing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> All right, moving on. Captain Marvel has uh, early predictions, and they're predicting this thing could make 140 to $160 million on opening weekend. Oh, shit. People. <laughs> that's uh, not impossible. On March 8th. That's, that's domestically? It's like Deadpool money. Uh, I think it is. They mean yeah, domestically. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's good. Female really driven big. film. That would be fucking huge. That is like Deadpool money. Uh, first female led film. Third best sell, Third best pre seller on right Fandango. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the past March blockbusters, Hunger Games, coming in at one hundred fifty two point five million. Batman v Superman made one hundred sixty six. Beauty and the Beast one seventy four. It could play amongst that range of like big uh, openers in March. I, I I've long thought that. Marvel doing a female-led superhero movie, it'll be big, just because just because of the hype. Yes, but I think that last trailer, I think the Endgame trailer, and then that last Captain Marvel trailer really gave it a big boost it needed, and people started buying tickets. And Fandango's like uh, it's third biggest thing, third so, biggest MCU. Yeah, though. so their marketing is clearly working for that, and they put out a bunch of character posters. Uh, let's move to some TV news. Another teaser trailer. Again, we talked about Game of Thrones last week. They put out another teaser this week called Crips of Winterfell. Vague, uh, ambiguous, not a lot there. What would you guys it's, think of this one? It's clear to me that they shot this for promo only. Yeah, this I don't is think not, this is, yeah. there's no footage. This is not going to be this in the show. This is not from the show, yeah. It's kind of cool. You see Jon Snow and Sansa Stark and Arya walking down the Crips of Winterfell past all the statues. A feather falls when John walks, I don't know if that's sig- does that signify uh, something, a raven. Brand? Or brand. That's the thing. They all get to the end, and they're looking at statues of themselves. Yep. And then the ice, they turn around, there's a wind, and the ice and smoke start freezing the tunnel. And that's it. The big reveal, April 14th, people. Oh, shit. That oh, man. is your date. April's going to be a crazy fucking month. So what, we're going to review this weekly? I think we so. There's it? all, it's six movies. We will be doing six yeah, weekly true. movie reviews. Absolutely. I think I think that's probably is that what you want to do, Anthony? I think that's it's that's probably appropriate because the conversation each week is going to be yeah. about this show. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, it's going to have to be, and it's just for six weeks. You know, the only thing is, it's going to run into. We end might game. have to discuss this off air, but we're going to be reviewing every episode. We're going to have our episode a, a week later, a week out of every episode. <laughs> it's fine. When the next episode Listen, is airing. five years from now, it's not going to fucking matter, is it? True. That's all you got to think about. All right. 
in the future, nobody's going to care. But there's also Shazam comes out in April. Endgame comes out in April. Uh, Hellboy uh, that nobody's going to watch. Uh, <laughs> Hellboy. A lot of things are oh, coming fuck. out in April. That's not in the uh, same class as uh, what, what you got. What did you uh, say up before? Endgame and Shazam. Endgame. Endgame. Well, not even Shazam, but Endgame yeah, for sure yeah. and Game of Thrones. And Game of Thrones. No one's anticipating A lot of Hellboy things thing. ending this year. Game of Thrones, the MCU as we know it, possibly Gotham be over <laughs> they dude gotham. It, so gotham is back and in the promo for the first episode at the very end there was a shot of a cape and cowl and smoke on the fucking gotham i was like what, oh, shit. what the shit is this they're gonna do it it's fucking the show's nuts it's gonna do it at the end like they did with smallville uh probably <laughs> it just puts it on and it cuts to nothing yeah. so back to game of thrones uh, is Bran Night King or wh- why didn't they put him in here? They got all the Starks. Is it just awkward that he's in a wheelchair? Well, they didn't want to ruin would, the flow. Well, yeah, I mean, he's not going to fight. He's going to appear controlling some kind of char- uh, character. Some kind of... Uh, like- he's piloting. Yes. The one oh, I yes. even never really warg. fights. Yeah. Mm. He's, he's, he sees just, things. He just sees, he sees things and observes. He's going to warg it up and uh, jump into something Who else. Who knows if he's the Night King or not? That's a theory floating yeah, out Yeah, he looks like him. He control- Maybe he controls the Night King. Ooh. Or they're wow. des- he controls things, the, right? He can control. He can, he can warg into most things. Yeah, he, get, he hasn't yeah. been established if he can warg into a uh, undead. What are they called? White Walker. White Walker or another person? You know the funny thing about Game of Thrones for me is I got to do like a refresher. I'm not going to rewatch everything, but yeah. I got to like look at a map or read something because there's uh, there's like little things that I've forgotten. Yeah, I, I had on the top of my. Hey, tongue. Someone should make like a, a recap, like a huge, like maybe an. Half hour long, the whole season. Recap. Yeah. Oh of snap! Everything. Should we of do everything we need to remember? Do we do that? No, we're no, we're not doing that. No, to- I'm saying someone on YouTube, do it now. Do it now. Do it now. It's not a tumor. <laughs> uh, somebody do it now. That's well, you can watch. There's all these recap videos, but yeah, some of the shit I need to, especially the last season. Some of the details I kind of want to watch. No, but some it should be battles. one thing you could sit down like yes. right before you watch it. Gives you everything. And then let's let's prime it up. Wasn't that a video? Was it fluffy? Was it Sam Jackson that like did the whole oh, he six did do seasons? One. Yeah, he's yeah, like he did a narration of Sam it. Sam Jackson recap of Game of Thrones. It was, I might have to watch that. That was really fucking funny. All right, let's, that sounds funny. Let's move on to. Uh, there's been a whole bunch of rumors for the uh, MCU shows on this upcoming Disney Plus streaming service uh, by none other than people on 4chan. Oh God! Right, but the MCU Cosmic has kind of broken, taken it with a grain of salt. MCU Cosmic has uh, chosen to distill some of these. He says uh, he's like normally I wouldn't run these sort of plot spoilers. Ninety nine percent of the time they're just fan fiction made up by the poster. However, with these rumors, there's a lot of it in the post that checks out. Everything's in early development, so let's just dive in. One of them he has the Vision and Scarlet Witch show. He, like we said, this appears, it has a writer and a showrunner. This is the farthest along the shows to be developed. This is what it's going to be about. I find this is really interesting. It's going to be a suburban psychological thriller where Wanda and Vision settle down in the suburbs. But something goes very wrong when she attempts to give Vision a soul, quote unquote, Agatha Harkness. Maybe the villain. I like this idea because there was a Vision comic book a few years ago uh, where it was kind of this. He created a whole family created a wife, two kids, even a robot dog, and they moved into the suburbs and they tried to blend in and crazy shit happened. And it's a, yeah, it was good. It was really, really good. Uh, Anthony, what do you think? Is this a good uh, way to go with the Wanda and Vision? Like a 
them trying to be a legit family in the midst of uh, and just, being uh, judged. Uh, yes, right. Wow. Yeah, no, yeah. I think that yep. actually would be something good yep. because that would be. I mean, that can that would be allegorious to a lot of things. You know, like you know, mixed race couples. Um, well, I have to decide if I'm going to get Disney Plus. So, oh, we're if getting get, Disney Plus. You so then, then I probably will watch it. We will check out the first episode at least. I love, I love when they do things like this. It's a, you know, it's a very non-super superhero. I mean, you can you can easily make Vision like a an Arab marrying a Jew and living in a Jewish community. A- absolutely, it's yeah. the same sort of deal. Yeah. Uh, and then trying to just blend in and blend and, in. It's right. like, dude, you're not, but you're a robot. But you are. But it. you look. Yeah, we know that this is not what you look like. Right. Uh, also, interesting to note I'll, how many of these characters we're going to talk about are were dusted. So, Wanda and Vision. Vision wasn't dusted, but he was uh, black and white and down. Wanda got dusted. Uh, the Loki show. Okay, this one's interesting. Seemingly confirming the rumor from last week. Hiddle, Tom Hiddleston's only going to narrate the series, and it may feature a young Loki. And possibly a that's vocal. That's probably the best I mean, way to do it. The best way to do it if you don't want to cheapen the fact that he's dead. That he's dead and he's not coming back as you're telling these stories in the past. But and he's fans still... will be probably really mad if Loki's not in the show. You could like, Thor in Tom it? Tennyson. Well, possibly vocal cameo by Odin and possibly a young Thor, it says in here. So a young Thor and Loki show narrated <laughs> by Loki. Yeah, it could be fun. By Hiddleston. I wonder what the kind of budget they'd have for that. Oh, I there's another rumor that all of these shows will have one hundred million dollar budget. Oh wow. for these limited series six to eight episode shows. I saw that, that seems, somewhere. That seems like a decent amount of money. Yes, for all these, that would be very decent. There's a Hawkeye show, as reported exclusively at MCU Cosmic back in October. There's a Hawkeye series in the works where he helps and trains Kate Bishop against a new criminal group. That's kind of cool. Of course, we knew about this Bucky and Falcon series set to be a spy thriller, kind of along the lines of Winter Soldier, would tie into the post-Endgame events very closely. They would be recruited by S.H.I.E.L.D. to deal with a new group, as well as a U.S. agent. So this is where he's saying Nick Fury would appear in the Disney Plus series, Agent 13, also a possibility. Lady Sif show will deal with Sif's banishment from Asgard. Uh, So... It does seem like a huge future of the MCU may be taking place on None Disney+. None of these Plus. sound as cool as Daredevil. That, no, that's that is, true. That's, that's, <laughs> that's also a very good point. point. Yes. And it also seems like, I mean, these all sound like decent ideas, but it seems like it seems like overkill. Like there's too much. They're throwing like they, too they have, much? They have like seven ideas there, or yeah. six ideas. Yeah. I don't know counting. That's a lot to, to throw out there at one time. I, I don't mind that it's, a lot. It's just a lot of stuff that I'm not interested in. There's another one, Rocket and Groot, possibly rumored uh, Rocket and Groot show. So it is like it's these pairings. And then I get there, and this other article says Nebula and Gamora may have a thing. Like I would like to see something handled from the Marvel Universe in this manner, like an eight nine hour like manner with you know eight or nine little mini movies putting this big story together mm. and. I, they obviously not going to do that with Avengers, but you could do a run of a comic book of something. Well, this Hawkeye I mean, show, like the, they could do the, the the Hawkeye Mad Fraction run, which is also amazing. It's very indie, you know, street level stuff, uh, and it, and the story is great. And that sounds like what right. they're rumored to be like doing. The Vision sounds like that run of comics. Yep, which, yep, that could be interesting. Which is smart. So I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's very exciting. Just, I'm, I'm if they're gonna, I mean, if they they do put these on, they should follow the kind of the daredevil f- format of taking a storyline from the comics and just running it out with a little bit of their own flair and twist on it. 
I mean, this is Kevin Feige over overlooking this. This is MCU Marvel proper running these shows. It's not their TV division. Where's Daredevil? Oh, boy. <laughs> Speaking of Daredevil and Netflix and Marvel on Netflix, everything's been canceled except for Punisher Season 2, which is, which is out. It's going to be canceled tomorrow. We, uh, here, I, okay, let, can we bet? Right now, the, the Punisher Season 2 comes out as we're recording tonight, late tonight. By the time the show posts, it'll be out. I will guarantee the week this show is out, it gets canceled. I, I, will, I will go end of January. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna give it a couple of weeks. Fe- so February, when February hit, rolls around first or second. So the last times they've waited like a month about to, mm. to fucking cancel it. That would have helped that context. Yeah. Huh. Yes. Yeah, probably. But now we know. So uh, I'll watch Punisher after I finish Narcos. Oh, Narcos. Well, Narcos. The reason Narcos. I bring up Netflix, listener, uh, uh, as our last piece of news for the news section is get ready. Despite the fact that they've cut all the fucking Marvel shows, they are increasing their price again. Oh, shit. And this is the largest increase they have done yet. Uh, the most popular subscription plan will go from 11 to $13 a month. That's the HD streaming on two devices. The single subscription plan, $8 to $9. And the four-subscriber plan, 14 to $16 a month. The last time mm. they raised prices was in 2017. Yeah, it's getting too high now. They're, so their argument is we need to cover the cost of all this amazing content. content we're making. However, there's a lot of fucking trash on Netflix. There's a lot of fat on there. There's a there lot of bullshit so many shows No one wants You can't even fucking keep up with it. And a lot of shows get one season and then they're canceled. So is this really the best use of this increased fucking membership money? Netflix? They're going to, ha- you know what? It's not, it's not that it's the best use. It's they have to because they have they're to. losing all of their content that they've, um, licensed from other properties. That, they, need to, they, they need to invest even more in the original content. They need to kind of like create... See, if they're going to do this, they're going to have to do like what cable used to do. Is that... Okay, so let's say you get HBO, right? And then you get HBO, and then you get HBO Action, or you get HBO This. Oh, yeah, HBO Sports or HBO yeah. Documentaries. Like, you need to like... If you're going to do something like this, like, you, you got to have... Right now, the way they're delivering the content, it's like it's like a needle in a haystack. You have no fucking idea. It's it's running off of your algorithm that you're creating as you're watching. But you don't shit. know if any of these shows are good without a huge no, time you have investment. No idea. Yeah. So I think that um they have to get better at distributing this content because right now there's like a fucking million shows and I don't give a shit about like half of them because I don't know if they're good or not exactly. and I don't want to have to sit there and commit to watching it and deciding because like what if i'm wrong what if i stick with it for an episode and it's and it's good yeah. and like yeah. i just bail out too early you gotta waste 10 hours to fucking figure it out yeah. so this year the big stuff they got coming out we talked about umbrella academy last week starring alan page right final season of orange is the new black which i haven't watched stranger things coming out this summer uh they got an original movie with ben affleck and oscar isaac in the pipeline bright Two. michael bay's doing a thing starring ryan reynolds um and also nbc universal has unveiled plans to launch a streaming service of their own ma- making the whole streaming war that much more tight you know the black mirror with the choose your own adventure was i've seen great. what the next um evolution is what is this. it 
There's already a few things or bundling. Te- bundling, yeah. I called bundling a year ago, motherfuckers. <laughs> the, the big the big boys aren't part of any bundles. Yeah, you can bundle like some some of the so others. Roku had just announced it's like a baby step. They announced that you can bundle these services one price, and you're gonna get your Netflix, Amazon, or Hulu, Disney Plus, whatever. Right, but that's where it's gonna have to happen because there's no way it's gonna be. Because then, if you try to get these all individually, it's, it's gonna, you're gonna pay again. Yeah, you're gonna pay more than you paid for regular cable. Like, well, I'm gonna keep paying for Netflix, Netflix, but you better give me some top notch shit. And well, not just I can turn you on to some top notch shit after uh, we will. When the you post did, show. and you did in the post show, listener, you will hear it. All right, let's take a quick breaky break. I'll play some promos of some fun pods, and we'll be back with more geekery right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Pardon the interruption. I have some news which I believe you will find most interesting. Would you like to hear the latest in Marvel television, film, video games, and comic books? Or are you looking for some ideas on what to pick up on New Comic Book Day? Well, join Mike and Eric on Mighty Marvel Geeks every Saturday night on Sorcerer Radio and every Sunday on the Weeby Geeks Network for all things Marvel. There is a matter that requires your attention. Mighty Marvel Geeks. Assemble. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? In a world of heroes, villains, six British actors will come together to play Pathfinder. It's sort of like D&D, but also really not like D&D. Join Falter. I immediately regret this decision. Caragor. Oh, I see you, Kenneth. Velda. Behold my arcane powers. Shania. Yes, I've tracked the case. M. Now kill him. <laughs> and the Dungeon Master for an actual play podcast that takes adventure seriously available on itunes spotify google play stitcher and from dangerclubpodcast.com danger club let's roll god doing that voice hurts hey what's up it's taylor gray the voice of ezra bridger on star wars rebels and you're listening to the jock and nerd podcast so if you're one of those listeners who can't wait for this show to drop that downloads right away Sunday morning. We put out a show every Sunday morning and listens to it right away. First of all, thank you. We love your enthusiasm. But Why do you do that? I don't know, but I know a lot of you what guys do. What would compel do. someone to listen to our a show? A lot of people are because. commenting on the show, you know, mere hours after its release, and I am astonished. But you get to midweek, and you may be like, I wish there was more. Jogger Nerd, where can I find some more? Oh, there is more listeners. Join our fan club, jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. For as little as a dollar a month pledge, you will have access to a whole nother podcast feed. Geek boner. Bonus content, whole episodes, instant reactions, sports talk. This week, we got a new episode of Jock Talk, Anthony, with Chaz. Their bottom is is very weak. That's the new Chaz clip. So I've replaced <laughs> the shut the fuck up when I'm doing something. With the week bottom, and you had a special guest on this week, didn't you? Yeah, so me and if you're not familiar with, by the way, if you don't know how to spell Patreon, it's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Good spelling. So, you're a good yeah. speller. I, I like to spell. <laughs> I, I won a couple spelling bees in like seventh grade. Um, but yeah, me and Chaz do a weekly sports talk show called Jock Talk on just for Patreon. It's usually a half hour to an hour long, uh, and we're doing this for the entirety of football season, and then we'll we'll stop and do it for just big events or weeks of, of sports news. But this week, 
me and Chaz brought on uh, Jason Dutch from Voice from the Underground. Yeah. Uh, he likes to talk, so this one's a little bit longer, um, but we talk about the week in NFL action, some boxing stuff, Kyler Murray, so check it out if you like sports talk and want to hear people that don't know shit about shit talk about sports. Who cares? A jock said that. Rugs, exactly. that's rude. Come on. Now. Somebody somebody cares. Somebody cares. <laughs> not me. <laughs> Check it out. Uh, also, there is an instant reaction from Anthony. Anthony working the overtime on the Patreons. Uh, you saw Bumblebee. I saw Bumblebee. And you, if you are a uh, Patreon supporter, you have already heard Anthony's instant reaction, but you can check it out right now, jockandnerd.com slash Patreon, which leads perfectly into our next few segments. We got a couple of mini reviews um, from Anthony and Rugboy. I'm going to make him review something he saw, but Anthony, let's start with the Bumblebee. I'll give you the numbers uh, after you tell us uh, what you think of the movie. So I want to first talk about the instant reactions because I think it's it's important, not important, but you need to at least... Um, kind of visualize or be in our mind frame when we do these, or at least when I do these. Mm-hmm. My mind is so scrambled after a movie. It's challenging to I do I can't these. really yeah. put my thoughts yeah. into uh, words very cohesively. And I still can't even days after, <laughs> but it's more so right after a movie. So you're getting legitimately just words coming out of my mouth that I'm thinking as I think about the movie. But sometimes your opinion changes too, and it's interesting right. to go back and listen to what so you So th- those instant reactions are worth listening to just for the fact that you're getting raw thoughts that are, are, are pretty genuine. Um, in uh, you know Now in hindsight, reviewing Bumblebee again and having thought about it, um, again, I would give this movie a thumbs up like I did on the instant reaction. It is the best Transformers movie Whoa. by far. Oh, shit. But they all suck. So that's not a high bar to climb. That's but this is legitimately true. a good movie. Um, and it's not good. It's set in the 80s. So you have that nostalgia factor. They're playing 80s music throughout because Bumblebee's whole shtick is that he can't talk. So he's using music to talk. Um, so you have that whole thing. But it's not only nostalgia good in, the, in that you know they're using 80s music and the, the Transformers actually look like the retro Transformers from the 80s. But it's a legitimately good film um, about a girl and her car and how... Each the car and the girl um, make each other find out who they really are, basically. So it, Haley Steinfeld's really good in it. Um, the supporting cast is kind of one note, but they all kind of revolve around these two characters, and they work. Um, and and you can actually tell in this film what the Transformers are doing, who's who, and when they fight, it looks <laughs> it's legit. It's not a blur of metal it's polygons. Getting rid of Michael Bay was the best thing ever. Travis Knight is awesome in this as directed the director. Directed by Travis Knight. Yeah, it's it's legitimately a really John good film. John Cena, how's the Cena? John Cena's funny in it and and stern and he's I mean he's like a military general so it's a good role for him. Uh, it's overall I mean I was I was thoroughly impressed. I the words that came to my mind when I when I walked out of the film was like this movie is really cute. Yeah. And like Aww. precious and Aww. thoughtful and endearing. Like those are all the words that came out. I mean, I, I listened to your instant reaction. And I was like, damn, we should have fucking reviewed this movie. It's 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's really good. Seven out of 10 on average rating. Uh, it was made for 135 Came mil- out at the wrong time after the wrong five films. The very crap. Right. So many things going bad again. First of all, you have the stink of uh, five Transformers movies that are not great, especially they get worse and worse as they go on to wear rugs. You said you couldn't even, the last one was just completely garbage. Yeah. I, I tried to watch it. On my TV, and I just couldn't, even though usually when I'm watching something at home and it's shitty, I can deal with it because yeah. I'm not going to the theater and getting out of the house and doing something 
buying popcorn and shit just to watch this movie. I'm just I could turn it off at any time, but like I was like annoyed at watching. <laughs> so that's that that's so let, let me ask Anthony a question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does it make you? Does it? Do you feel connected to any of those movies when you're watching this movie, or you're like, oh, it's a fresh start, and I'm ha- I'm happy that it's completely devoid of any connection to Michael Bay. Uh, the only way you feel connected is they still have Optimus in it with the same voice. So you feel connected to not only Optimus from the previous films, but Optimus in general, because it's always been the same guy. Yeah, Bumblebee doesn't always talk like with no. the radio either. That's something that that was Michael a new Bay that was did. Michael Bay thing. And so that's the other thing that makes you oh, feel connected to the Michael Bay. Kept it. Okay, but what they do. They take that's actually a that's the only good thing Michael Bay added oh, to the films is that Bumblebee could was talking with the radio. But what they do is in this film they basically if they wanted to start fresh like this movie is basically a prequel slash reboot retcon of everything. I heard they retcon a lot of the stuff they from the Transformers franchise. Like you, they, you could just start it all like this could be number, the first movie of a new Transformers. Which is my, my main thing was like why didn't you start it this way you fuckers? Show me the auto part. Show me the prequel. Now Anthony what would you do? Would you have would you be Bumblebee movies where he is our point of view and but these are Transformers movies but they're Bumble, revolving around Bumblebee he's the main character or do you just break out the only, all the, the only problem with doing it around Bumblebee is the a domestic reaction wasn't that strong to it. So well, look, let's get to the numbers. The numbers weren't the best. That, you know, the, the other they were all right, the other the strike for this movie was it came out on the super crowded date, December twenty one, uh, fighting Aquaman and uh, Mary Poppins in uh, the theaters. Yeah, got killed. So production budget one thirty five. Opening weekend makes twenty one million dollars. Right now, domestically, it's only made one hundred and ten million dollars. Worldwide, three hundred and seventy-seven. So it's past three hundred million globally, which is good. But I read that they're they, they're still going to move forward with this. I, mean, I think Spider Verse has made more money than this uh, yeah. domestically. I think they should because again, you have a movie that fans love that's actually good. It didn't make a lot. I, honestly, I think this will do huge once it's on video on demand and you yeah, can rent once it. Once it hits cable oh, yeah. and people see it's it, gonna they're going to want the sleeper hit. They're gonna, yeah, well, what yeah, what yeah. they did really well, and I don't know if they can duplicate it. Honestly, is the movie is not about the Transformers. It's just about Haley Steinfeld's character and Bumblebee and yeah. their relationship. And by the end of the film, um, I don't know if that can continue. So they would have to... They, like the human character is much stronger than anything they've had previously. It, legitimately, this is the best they could have done with a Transformers film not featuring Optimus Prime. And said, it it, that said in the 80s, maybe you jump ahead 10 years and you introduce there's a different girl character every time that maybe reminds Bumblebee of the 80s part really helps it too like they do a lot of because the girl works at a carnival so there's a lot of scenes at a carnival and she's the one suggesting the music and she's like wearing a Ramones t-shirt throughout so I don't know it's it's all like very well thought out they're considering this a success it seems like lightning in a bottle almost. well in terms of profitability this being the the most inexpensive film in the franchise and the fact that it made almost as much in China as it did here they're considering this a success and like you said that's why they would give it it was just a sequel poor release date just a fucking crowded December man you can't I mean if they would have put it out with nothing else they probably would have done it it would have been great and I really after your review Anthony I really want to see it good soundtrack too really all 80s music all 80s music and then some Haley Stein I thought oh yeah because she sings too super talented and she was uh, Gwen Spider Gwen in uh, Spider-Verse I thought it was interesting what you said how in your review you were like I can't believe a movie about a girl and her car has this much heart in it, but it made me remember Rugs. Were you ever a fan of 
Herbie the Love Bug movies from like the late seventies. I saw them when I was a kid. Well, yes, when I was a kid, I Herbie was like cool before I I saw yes Knight Rider, and then I was like, oh, okay, Knight Rider is cool. the other one. But as a kid, I remember, and he's also a Beatle. I remember loving fucking Herbie. Like I love those Herbie movies. You know what the movie reminds me of? That they they basically copied. Right. It's it's E. T. Okay, yeah. It's E.T. with gender reversal and because you have the girl alien and the, the space, foreign alien. coming after him. And they only they understand each other and they bring the life out of each other and then the government's coming after the alien. Oh, snap. It's totally E.T. It's E.T. But that's not, a, that's not bad. That's not a that's bad That's not a bad thing. film think, to copy off. Yes, and it's a good yeah. one for this Transformers and Mobile fit. So that's cool, man. It, that's a, it has a great it's rating. It's actually a copy of Mac and Me. Oh, not Mac and me. Anything. <laughs> Never Mac and me with the fucking dickhole mouth aliens. Oh, my God. Oh, remember that? We reviewed that on uh, 365 Flicks. That is the worst yeah. fucking E.T. ripoff. God, that should be a what the fuck happened, but I cannot watch that movie again. It was horrible. No. Uh, all right, Anthony, thank you for your thoughts on that movie. Rugs, I'm going to send it over to you. You saw something. Want to tell us what you thought about it? Well, yeah, I watched The Reign of Superman. Ah, What is that? Reign of the Superman. So here's what it is real quick. There was two movies. Last year, they put out The Death of Superman. Oh, okay. Which was the same doomsday thing they started, but this is the sequel after he dies with all the other Supermen. Yeah. And I, I saw in some theaters, I think it was like recently, they were playing both movies back to back, certain theaters, special showing. Right. It's a big thing. So I started watching Death of Superman. I didn't finish it. It was, seemed okay. But what? what is this one better? No. Oh, no. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's got some stuff in it that's interesting. Um, uh, if you don't know, uh, DC already did this. Yeah. They did the, the whole uh, Doomsday Superman thing. Doomsday, the first one of yeah, the first movies. And they did it, and it was good, and they didn't really need to redo it. So it was an unnecessary film to begin with. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they um, would do something they haven't so, done. Uh, the DC films are in a weird ass place where they're doing New Fifty Two stuff, yeah, which is completely obsolete. Yeah, so why do it? Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, so mm. they're doing they they're, so they're retroactively fitting. New 52 in with stuff that was that was in the 90s before New 52, which is the death of Superman. And they're like kind of like combining all this stuff into like this kind of thing. It's confusing. Making something new. Yeah. So um, the way it plays out, obviously, is Doomsday is released by uh, Darkseid to destroy Superman. So Darkseid could just come in and take out the Justice League. And just have free reign over to take over Earth. Right? Yeah. So um, Superman dies. And then all of a sudden, we start this movie with Superman being dead for like six months. And now the appearance of all these quote unquote Supermen. So there is uh, Steel. Oh, yeah. I remember, remember this from the comics? Okay. Yeah. Then there is Superboy, which is a clone that was created from Cadmus? Superman's DNA. Is that the, from Cadmus? No, no, Oscorp. Uh, Lex oh, Lexcorp. Okay. Uh, I'm getting <laughs> Lex Corp creates uh, with Lex's DNA and Superman's DNA. Uh, Connor, who does, who's only gets called Connor at the very end of the movie, who is Superman, but he's clearly not fully matured. He's like, uh, like maybe sixteen or seventeen. Is he, he's Ball, a clone his balls too. Haven't dropped. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he is a clone. He is the clone. And yeah. then you also have the Eradicator. Yeah. And uh, Super Superman Cyborg. Cyborg. Oh right, yeah. I remember Cyborg. Superman. And they appear and they start doing things. And basically, the story unfolds is 
who are these people? And Lois Lane is trying to figure out what the fuck's going on because she like was kind of shell shocked at the death of Superman was like locked, locked up in her apartment crying. And then all of a sudden she's like, Oh, these new Superman come along and they're like, Oh, I have something to do now. I have to figure out who, who the fuck these people are. And why do they, one of them looks exactly like Superman and one of them like, so like there's a whole thing that was like, okay, what is this? <laughs> she goes and investigates and then the story goes on from there and you figure out. Is the, is this uh, on the DC it. universe app? No, it's not. That's the first thing I'm going to say. It just came. Why the fuck <laughs> is this not on the fucking app? I'm paying money. They're going to wait to put this and on. I got to wait to see Stupid. this fucking movie. They want people to buy the Blu-ray and the digital download. Yeah. What a bunch of bullshit. And then like <laughs> a year from now, it will you be have my money already. Like, put it on the app. Yeah. Like, don't, that's a good point. Put it on the app. And then you're, you're giving me nothing. People are still going to buy the Blu-ray. They, no, do they, yeah. they think that's going to cannibalize the Blu-ray sales. This and is the digital bullshit. Sales. It's bullshit. They should have released it there. They should have released both parts. Death of Superman is on the DC Universe app. Uh, I think I'll probably pass on this one. (laughs) I mean, there is a couple of fight scenes that are fun. Okay. But um, it's forgettable. Hmm. That stinks. You don't have to see it. Uh, If you watch, you want to watch the Superman Doomsday that you already own on DVD, probably. Watch that. Watch that. It's it's awesome. So the next one will be Um, Batman Hush, which that would be kind of cool if they do it right. I mean, I love the the character designs. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the animation. The voice cast for the Death of Superman is pretty dope. You got Jerry O'Connell, Rosario Dawson, Nathan Fillion, uh, Jason O'Mara. Jesus Christ, you didn't even let him finish what he was talking about. Rebecca Romain. No, but but it's true. Like the the voice cast. Ray Wilson. All right. Yeah, so uh, that's not the problem. Not it's just the way that they're kind of doing these things. Yeah. It's yeah, they're they're fine. I mean, it was it was good. It was so it wasn't it's just like okay. yeah, it wasn't like oh my god, this like when I saw like you know uh, under the red hood, it it was really cool yeah. and really awesome. Yeah. And some of the other Batman ones are really good. Yeah, and kind of like. Have a lot more what about than Gotham some of the by Gaslight. Have. Was that any good? I enjoyed that. I thought that was actually pretty. I'm good. trying to think. That that's one. the. It's a little slow. Okay, but because they haven't had a really great one like in a while. In a while, yeah. Maybe Gaslight I mean, is a good one. Look, look, when you see something like um, Into the Spider Verse, yeah, and they yeah. go balls to the yeah. wall with something, and you know, and um, it makes it look like I love the animation from DC, but it but compared I, to that, it looks like afternoon cartoon animation. You know, they like just TV gotta animation. do one of those a year. Yes, they got to do yes. one of those a year and make it really count. Batman Hush should be good. That's a great story. Stick to the story, and right. it will be great. All right, good little mini reviews, guys. Uh, guess what time it is? <laughs> it's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> That's a great remix. <laughs> Wait, rugs is still going. You got oh, more in the bag? Okay, there we go. Uh, here's uh, this is the segment. If you're a new listener, where I pull stuff from the awesome Facebook group we mentioned earlier, Jock and Nerd Nation. Shout out! I'm gonna start with something I posted regarding to our last episode where we reviewed uh, the Bandersnatch, Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Uh, guess what? Netflix picked the wrong path, mate, because they're getting sued. By the Choose Your Own Adventure book publisher. Oh, shit. For this concept. This is kind of an interesting story. 
The company is called Choose Co. LLC, Vermont-based publisher of the book series, alleges that Netflix deliberately exploited the brand awareness of its book series to launch the show. The, the Choose Your Own Adventure books, obviously popular in the 80s, 90s, sold 265 million copies, according to the suit, which seeks at least $25 million. That's a lot of dope. In damages. Oh, Here's what's interesting. Netflix was in negotiations with Choose Your Own Adventure for the trademark for the last couple of years. Obviously, you got to imagine they wanted to do this. They're like, we should probably talk to these people. The uh, There was no deal, and they went ahead and did it anyways. That may be a, an issue. Uh, the other interesting thing <laughs> to note, 20th Century Fox recently optioned the rights to develop an interactive movie for the theaters from Choose Your Adventure, and now this year, those rights will be owned by Disney for the theater. Yeah, how do you do that for the theater? Uh, Everybody's averaged out. They no, they were they bought the rights to do a movie, a theatrical movie. That's what I'm saying. Like everybody would be voting, and then they, interactive, the average I don't, win. I, maybe I guess you could have a little pad. Yeah, I don't know how you would do that in a fucking movie theater. That's uh, strange. Yeah, but they also they cite that the the show the 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 film is violent and disturbing, and it's it's muddying their brand, which is inappropriate. For their young adult readers, uh, should be able to get that money. Then, well, I feel like they'll get it. So, Joe Henry commented, uh, "I thought this was interesting. This will probably not go to trial. They're just suing for money to make the lawsuit go away. If Netflix takes it to court, they will most likely win. Meaning, choose choose co. So, yeah, the twenty five million is probably just to settle this. And I don't know if this hurts plans for any more of these." Uh, they just went ahead and well, fucking did it anyways. They gambled. They gambled. They're like, maybe nobody will know it. But can you really? Like, that's patented. Like, the concept. You can own the rights. Right. You know, it, it seems weird. It just seems like an open concept. I'm, I'm more, I mean, this is kind of funny, but the movie theater. How the fuck would you do a choose your own adventure in a movie theater? Uh, I don't know. Some, hey, how would you make an emoji movie? Right? They did that. I don't know. Yeah, Shit's but- possible. You'd yeah, have that, to that's, have. That's not, the, that's not the same. You know what? You'd have to have, like, an app. On the yeah, phone. you would need to like. It would need to be even more next level than 4DX. Yes! Oh my god, it would be like virtual. You'd interactive. To, yeah, you'd need to like interact with your like. And how do you come to a consensus? I is don't it, know. Is it like a vote? Yeah, that's what Rug said. You would average it out. Yeah. You know, what'd be huh. cool. Imagine like a VR using the Oculus, a VR choose your own adventure movie. Like where you're in it. Yes, in a space where you can kind of move around and shit. That'd be fucking cool. Yeah, I'd be there for. Oh, yeah, Never great. happened. Okay, uh, moving on. More epi- more comments from our last episode. A lot of comments from our last episode, which is great. Chris Marin writes, RE, the latest podcast. Elastica, music from the Captain Marvel trailer. Great track from an awesome band. Their albums and EPs were great. Still are. Rugs, they weren't an all-girl band. It was two girls and a guy to start with. Then two guys and a girl. The founder slash drummer. Then two girls, one cup. Then two girls, one cup. And then there was two guys, a girl, and a I pizza place. I think he wrote. I think he meant to say it was three girls and a guy to start with, and the guy was the drummer. Oh. So it was a mostly girl it band. It was three so, girls yes. and a guy. Then, okay. Technically, he's right, but yeah. The founder was, and drummer and keyboardist, also his wife, he says they've had a music store in town eight miles from him, South Molten, for the last 11 years. Chris, go say hi. Tell him we love their music. Yeah, I mean, it was. If you look at the album cover for the first, it's all chicks. Oh, yeah, it's it's three chicks and a dude. 
Right, so right, right. It he is was a the drummer, I remember, in the yeah. video. And then, like, in the later iterations, it was, like, two-on-two. Two. So, love the Elastica. Whatever. I like a little two-on-two. But two they, on were two. The, two they, two were the, they were the main... They were the ones that mainly were on camera. So they were the main I'm two on two. Uh, is it important to have a, a strong bottom? Their bottom is is very weak. That's what I would want to know. Well, I think you need a power bottom. I think you need a power bottom and a submissive top. I don't know how that works. Uh, I don't know how. Ray O'Neill comments, y'all's question about if there are any good prequels made me think of something Stephen King said. He said something like, if backstory was interesting, it would be front story. So probably not, LOL. I couldn't find that quote, but that sounds like something he would say. And he has a good point. Uh, meaning. If, what is he saying? If backstory was interesting, it would be front story. Meaning. Basic, meaning the prequel story. What's would the be point? The main story. Yeah. What's the point of prequels when you know what's going to happen? Seth Morgan comments. I can't think of any standout prequels either, aside from Better Call Saul. But that said, you're robbing yourself of so much great shit by not watching this show. You guys watch it. I do. I I do not actually. I got. I watch Breaking Bad. I watched the first season, and I never continued. I think. I, how many seasons are we on? Three, three or four. I think now. I think I've watched three seasons of it, and the the last season that came out, I didn't watch it yet. I wait when it's all done. I'll binge it in a day because I can't. Like, I need to. Like, I can't watch too much shit, and that's one of the things that's kind of fallen into the wayside. Yeah. But I want to get back. There's a lot to watch. Chris Marin. Week to week television is it's, rough. It's hard, so you got to wait. We used to do yeah. that, and I'm I'm watching and the Flash. Now we're too impatient. And manifest. Chris Marin also said, "Better Call Saul is as good as Breaking Bad." If you watch Breaking Bad and like Saul Goodman or Mike, then you owe it to yourself to watch Better Call Saul. Rugs, is it better than Breaking Bad? No, no, no. Mm. But I think it's just as good. Just as good. Okay, I was wondering if it succeeded. No, the original the people. because look, Breaking Bad is such a the the character arc is so much better. Okay, so Breaking Bad that's why a lot of these things don't really work because you know where you Saul's have, gonna end up. Well, not only that, but like um, Heisenberg starts out as this nice guy. Right. He's a teacher. Yep. He's yep. just like this dude, and he's gonna die, and then things change so much for him. And he becomes his fucking mastermind, and it, it's it's great, amazing. Transformation. Yes, this is Better amazing. Call Saul is just about a guy who's just a a a dude who knows how to talk. Yeah, out of, as way out of stuff. He doesn't really change much. He's just mm. talking out of his ass you know? to get away with yeah. shit. Yeah, so he's just kind of like a con artist, and he had he does have a heart. He always had a heart. He's never a heartless guy. So he doesn't really change much. The dynamic about Br- the Breaking Bad is only about him and Jesse. And that transformation from Heisenberg, from whatever his name was before, to Heisenberg, to Hindenburg, no, to the Hindenburg, yeah. and the White, uh, Walter White, and 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 even though there's a name transformation here too, yeah. where he transforms into Saul, he's kind of the same person. Um, he's kind of the same guy. And the interesting thing is his his relationship with his brother and mm. that their competition and rivalry. So it's a different, completely different type of show. I love Bob and, Odenkirk since Mister Show. With uh, uh, what's his human face? beings do it better? Fucking most sapiens. M- Mr. Show is the best show if you want to see more with David Cross. David Cross, Bob Odenkirk. Uh, Jess Rivera comments best prequels that I've seen and enjoyed. TV show Bates Motel. I didn't see that. And I really, really like the X Men Days of Future Past. Would you consider that a prequel? It is a debatable. Yeah, it is. That's a, a, okay. That's a good one. It's a prequel. Yeah, it's a weird. Se- it's more prequel than sequel. So yeah, that's a good. It's a I did prequel. Like first class is first class is more of a prequel. Yeah. 
I like First Class too. Actually, I, I like both of them. Movie. Days of Future like Past too. Yeah, and they are. Kind Batman of, Begins. That's not a prequel, though. We we yeah. already discussed that. Yeah, we did. We we no. we said that's the beginning prequel. of a story, of yeah. the story. Uh, bro- well, that's in every. That's the begin. There was always a beginning of everything. Uh, I guess, but 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 then you can't. But then it's not. It wasn't released after the right. beginning. Right. Which makes this the first. Right. It's the first, not a prequel. Prequel semantics. Prequel semantics. I still can't, outside from those, it's hard to think of any good prequels, but those were great picks, guys. Brian Goff, great show, guys. After the Banner Snatch review, one of you mentioned how cool it would be to have a slasher type choose your own adventure. While it's not interactive, there's a movie called Brain Scan that came out in the early 90s starring Edward Furlong that is kind of along these lines. Has anybody seen this movie? No. You haven't no. seen it? Uh, he says there's in the movie there's a reality game called Brain Scan where the player basically goes on a murder mission and is coached by a narrator inside the headset. Haven't seen the movie in over 15 years. I've almost watched it. Really? He's like, I've almost watched it like a couple it times. It sounds like cheesy fun. He's not sure how it holds up, but loved it as a kid. Total mind fuck. And it has an awesome twist ending. And I love seeing crackhead Eddie Furlong before, <laughs> before he is a crackhead. <laughs> so this must have been at, like after T2 Eddie Furlong, yeah. right? Yeah. Ron Hans also comments, great show, guys. During the segment about the Captain Marvel trailer. Why do these people lie to us and tell us we have a great show? I don't know why. Oh, shit. Everyone keeps saying great show. Thank you, I guess. Thank you for enjoying. <laughs> wow. Wowie zowie. Uh, he says he's going to school us here about uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. timeline. During the segment about Captain Marvel trailer, you guys were asking about S.H.I.E.L.D. and when it was founded. Here are some timelines around when this was created. It started as the SSR. We are correct in that acronym, Strategic Scientific Reserve. Uh, you are correct in that the acronym for S.H.I.E.L.D. was first used at the end of Iron Man 1, where it was called Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division, which was a running joke in that movie. However, the acronym was then retconned, reconned during a Marvel one-shot, the Agent Carter one, that takes place one year after World War II. The one-shot was extra on Iron Man 3, which got the TV show Agent Carter greenlit, so S.H.I.E.L.D., Started basically 1946. Hmm. In all this, thanks for doing all that work. Yeah, huh? thanks, Rob. I'm glad. I, thanks for using all using all that brain power. Because we have none. <laughs> no, yeah, collectively. I forgot about. That. I forgot about all that, but now it doesn't bug me that there's like a Shield logo in the 90s in the fucking Captain Marvel trailer. I'm like, when was Shield created? What's going on? <laughs> thanks for what's going on. Thanks for here? talking me down from the ledge, Rod Hans. I was a, uh, Fiddlesticks Winterbottom the third got a couple of things uh, to uh, throw in here. He comments, I had a strong feeling Aquaman would top one billion. I should have bet with you guys that it would stall out around the 800 million mark. Holy oh, shit. shit. Aquaman has done what Superman couldn't do, what Wonder Woman couldn't do, what all of them together in one movie couldn't do. And become the first DCEU movie to break $1 billion. Oh, shit. Wow. And, and Yeah, it, I didn't think it was going to no, happen. I didn't that think that would happen wrong. either. And like, yeah, Anthony, I kept well. thinking about what you said last week, where you were like, can you imagine if someone told you that an Aquaman movie would make a billion dollars? Like, 10 years ago, if you told me that, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. That is crazy. It is uh, the only other DC movie that's made more is Dark Knight Rises. I guess we shouldn't be surprised, though, because Guardians of the Galaxy did really well. And yeah. I could ask that same question even strong, more strongly about the Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure. Because no one knew what the Guardians of the Galaxy were. Well, and now everyone... Do- At least everyone knew that Aquaman was a joke. <laughs> no one knew that. Not a joke anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> Uh, so domestically, it is now past Man of Steel total. It's at two hundred and ninety-two 
million, almost 300 million domestically, but worldwide, 1 billion 36 million. Something. 1.036.8. Jesus fuck. That's a, uh, that's crazy. It did it. Uh, it did it. Congratulations to their first billion dollar movie. Uh, and, uh, made a big splash. Now, other movies that may or may not make a big splash. Glass is also coming out see this weekend. No, it's coming out oh, to, yeah. tonight, Uh-oh. tomorrow. It will be out by the time the show posts. Fiddlesticks also posted this article. Uh, the projection for its opening weekend. He says Glass was made on a $20 million budget. Oh, shit. It should easily make that back and rake in a nice little profit despite bad reviews. Uh, domestically, it's going to open. It's Martin Luther King Day weekend. They're saying domestically it should open to 60 to 70 million, which is a strong opening. Uh, the last big opening was Clint Eastwood's 2015 film American Sniper at 107. Point two, but globally, 105 to 120 million dollars. We'll see because right now it's sitting at a 35 percent tomato meter rating. Average meter five out of ten is what it is. Now, fellas, what are we doing? I kind of, yeah, it's trendy to shit on uh, M Night and like his movies are 50 50. Like I looked up all his movies. Literally, half of them are good, half of them are bad. Uh, and so. Do you I in this one I don't really care what the critics think. I'm still interested. I kind of want to see it. Yeah, I'm still going in. Anthony, are you with us? No, I'm not watching it cuz I haven't seen Split. Split. That's true. You guys can watch it and certainly review it. I'll just I'll just sit here and be quiet. All right. I think we may do that because this I mean, I'm I'm anticipating this. I would like closure or or, or, or I'll sit out that segment of the show. Just go take a shitter and uh, yeah, I'll take on a shit while you guys talk the about the uh, M Night Shyamalan. Uh, but this rugs does this uh, does this lower your expectations or how are you going and walking into this? I don't know. I mean, they're very divisive movies. The M Night Shyamalan. Movies. And I hear you know, this they, one has another divisive uh, crazy I, I ending. Read, I read the review. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to spoil anything, yeah. but it it certainly got the reviewer talking, mm. thinking, mm-hmm. and not in a good way though. Maybe. Well, he the reviewer was a M Night Shyamalan apologist, so. Oh, he, okay. was, he admitted it, but he was like, "Whoa, this is not what I was expecting." Wow. So that's all I got. Wow. Mm. Well, I tried to watch a few reviews. Like, what I do is I watch a review, and then before a spoilery thing happens, I just bail right, out. Right, 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 right. Mm. Just to get the general tone. Yeah. And I don't know. From what I've seen of the reviews, it's like the performances are good. Yeah. Um, That the first beginning is very strong. I heard McAvoy's amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, there might be enough there to, like, warrant a watch. Uh. Will it be a great movie now? My my expectations are a lot lower now. Yeah. So I might be pleasantly surprised. I'm not expecting. I hate when people expect it to be great or tell me that it's the fucking best yeah, movie. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Then I go in going, all right, let's see what this fucking 10 out of 10 is. But if someone tells me it's completely garbage and I'm like, all right, well, uh, let's see what these guys are saying. And then it doesn't end up being that bad. And I'm like, okay, so I'll be more forgiving. It's like. For me, it softens the blow when I already go in look thinking it's going to be a piece of shit. And if it even if it makes sixty million, if there's nothing really else out, like the upside took down uh, Aquaman from number one. I think this thing could get number one around now. That twenty million dollar budget. There's a line in here. This is very interesting. Shmylan financed Glass himself. He is paying for this movie, which is why he kept a low budget. I think he'll make his money back. It will make a profit. 
uh, whether, uh, and I think he's like just doing it. This is like his, his, his pet project. It's almost like he's doing it for himself. I love when a, a creator does that and, and you know, they're putting their money where their mouth is. But now, you know, if it sucks, it's completely on him. That's also big risk, big reward, go big or go home. That's absolutely right. There's no studio interference. There's nothing you can uh, use as an excuse. Good point, Rugs. Yeah. So I'm still. I'm, It'll be interesting. Yeah. I'm going to check it All out. Right, well, Why not? We'll check it out. Uh, maybe give you our thoughts next week. Send in an instant reaction, Rugs. Still want to check it out. Adam Morris shared a link. This was a lot of discussion on uh, The Nation this week. Uh, Ghostbusters. It's coming back, and it's not a reboot. It's set in the original universe. It's a sequel. It's a continuation directed by Jason Reitman, son of Ivor Reitman. Apparently, he's been working on this movie in secret. Dan Aykroyd actually ruined this last year, a few months ago. But there's a teaser, and you see the, just a, a barn, and you see the 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 proto beams light up, and then uh, there's a tarp, and it blows up, and you see the Ecto one under the tarp. Uh, there's rumors that this may be like a bunch of teenagers. Maybe it's their kids. I just, uh, I'm glad that, uh, it's sticking. It's going to be in the same universe. Anybody excited for another Ghostbusters movie? I'm like a little bit, little bit depressed yeah. because, you know, Egon is dead. Yes. Harold Ramis, uh, has died. So there's no original yeah, Egon, so, but which one was so, Egon? Uh, Egon was the scientist, the smart the, guy with the glasses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit, he's dead. He's still got uh, yeah. Ernie Hudson and Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd. Everybody else is alive. Yeah. It'd be nice to see all of them involved. Yes. But um, but you can't, you know, you can't do anything about that. So uh, that's my only thing that kind of like sours it a little bit. But And it's Ivan Reitman's son's doing yes. it, right? Yes. So at least his dad will be there going, hey, don't fuck my shit up. Yeah, there's some connection don't there. My and shit. he said he's a, you know, he obviously he's going to be a huge Ghostbusters fan. So. It'll be coming from a place of love and passion. Blake Braden had an interesting comment. He said, discussion. I thought it was very clever for Jason Reitman to come out and completely leave the word reboot out of the new Ghostbuster movie interview. This is simply a continuation of the original story, similar to what they did with the Blade Runner franchise and many others. Which is which is cool. Smart. So instead of discussing what movies should be rebooted, which movies would you like to see a story continuation? I don't get to give my thoughts on Ghostbusters. What? Do you, yeah, what do you think about Ghostbusters? You, you don't, fuck. You don't give a shit. <laughs> no, I do. Shit. Oh, you do? I, Ghostbusters 1 and I love Ghostbusters. Those are like some of my all-time favorite movies as a kid. You're a Ghostbusters man. Oh, yeah. Great. Ghostbusters was awesome. The thing is, as a kid, I got introduced to Ghostbusters through the cartoon and playing it at an arcade. The cartoon then, was great, too. I and love then the realizing that they had made live-action movies, and I was like, like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Everything was backwards. You're like, let me go check out this movie. Yeah. No, yeah well, that's yeah. what's what happens yeah. when you were born in the 90s. That's true. You got to check out the good the, actually, shit. I was born in the 80s, yeah. but grew up in the 90s. Hey, you didn't know that this stuff was actually already came had already come out. So, yeah, no, I love the Ghostbusters films, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm not necessarily excited yeah. but i'm curious to see how they continue the story and, and what clever ways they can tie it into the original while still making something new and fresh i love the i see, love the ghostbusters yeah when i was a kid i didn't like the ghostbusters really because really as you know young rug boy needed to have his heroes be young and and good looking oh, like oh, these are not yes yeah. <laughs> these are not and, those guys and, and have muscles and stuff i liked arnold schwarzenegger i like john claude van damme i like the Rocky Balboa or whatever, like they at least they had to have muscles. All right. That was my <laughs> So I was like, I don't know why Ghostbusters needed to have muscles, but that was so stupid then. That's what I so I 
got an appreciation for it after when I became an adult. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I love Bill Murray and I love Dan Aykroyd and I love, uh, you know, everybody else involved. There's a in lot this. of adult jokes in that movie. Yeah. If you think about it, there's like a. And go- so, yeah, I didn't realize how brilliant it was. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, Sigourney Weaver to me was not attractive at like whenever I was a kid. Yeah. So it's like I was so like a lot of the things in the movie that I would that would make me gravitate towards it because I'm always a big fan of ghosts. Yeah. The only thing that I thought was cool when I was a kid was the giant Stay Puft Marshmallow. Yeah. Man and the, the proton uh, packs, fucking, man. You didn't like that? <laughs> who didn't want a proton pack? And the girl at the end who was Zool. Oh, yeah. The goth chick. You were into the goth yeah. chicks. Yeah, I even enjoyed was- Ghostbusters, too, even though it's basically the same movie repeated. Well, that's, the, I, you know, that's what's interesting is back then, like, they didn't really, they weren't planning for a sequel. And you could well, that's tell how it, sequels were. Right. Yeah, it they, was There's just more of the yes. same. They're like, you guys made money. We make us another one. What was the name of the guy in the painting? Uh, Vigo. 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 Vigo the, yeah. the, the, the Vigo, the, what was he? Vigo the Vigorous or something. I don't know. Vigo, Vigo the Vigorous. He was very vigorous. But there was like the pink ooze under Vigo the Vigo the Carpathian. Vigo the Carpathian. It had Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown was in the fucking movie uh, singing the song. Uh, I love the Ghostbusters. So they, you could you could have taken that last movie, honestly, and tied it into the same universe. I don't know why they didn't. And it would have been fine. I mean, both like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man walking around and then... I mean, as a kid, when they put all the ooze in in uh, the Statue of Liberty and then have and then control her oh, like a yeah. video game, yeah, oh my yeah. god, I was dying. I was like, "This is amazing." There's so, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. So many lines I love, like when Bill Murray goes, "He slimed me." Like that's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, the quote, Ray, when someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. <laughs> you <That's>, say yes. <laughs> and then I love when he's like, "Let's show this bitch how we do things downtown." Uh, there's so many fucking great lines in that movie. Great music too. Great the Ghostbusters music. theme is awesome, and just like it pumps you up by the end, dude. You are with these guys. You're like, fuck yeah! When they come out at the end, uh, it's uh, it's fucking great. It's just a feel good movie. Always I still have it. not seen the all female version that got a lot yeah, of ridicule. Me neither. It's not horrible. It's not horrible. It's fine. It's whatever. But like, it doesn't make sense why you wouldn't. Dan Aykroyd's in the fucking movie. Why wouldn't you set it in the same universe? I don't understand. Anyways, back to I think Blake. I like Blake's question. What would you like to see continued? And is a continuation better than a reboot? I would say continuation, yes, better than a reboot. I think it's one of those things that, like, if you're going to, if you, if there is still stuff left on the table to do, yeah, you should do it. Like Karate Kid, Cobra Kai showed. Yeah, there's so much stuff that you can do with it, you know. But if you've exhausted it to the point of like it. It's, it needs to be refreshed, then you can do it. Like, what about Gremlins? Like, what's Gizmo been doing this whole time? What, do you want to know? Does he have kids? Did he grow no, up? No, I think there's no need for another. <laughs> no more Gremlins. I okay. think the first movie's great. <laughs> you don't need another E.T. either. No. You don't need another Godfather. You don't need another Goodfellas. They're all uh, fine in the way they Back to the Future was thrown about now. You, no, you shouldn't redo that either. No, That's but fine. But no, redo it. You do something with their kids. With everyone. Like, some, it's the same universe. I, I like I like I prefer a continuation as long as the writers but Back to the Future absolutely yeah as long as the writers themselves are are part of have it. a have no no not that it's that they think of a clever way to continue the story ah. <laughs> they tried to do like a uh, a movie of Pee Wee Herman 
on Netflix. I could I couldn't watch the whole thing. I started watching yeah, it and I never finished it. Was it was not good. Yeah. It didn't have it didn't have Danny Elfman. It didn't have uh, Tim Burton, and it didn't have the same charm. So it's like sometimes even if you have it's the same dude that's from the movie and you're it needs to you gotta really have everything like uh everybody involved that really really understands what it is also back to the prequel thing i tried solos on netflix i tried i've tried twice to rewatch this movie it does not hold my attention like i can't i can't get through it i don't know what it is It's shitty. It's shitty, exactly. Lord and Miller is there is the reason. I was like, why? I can't. Like, I just didn't care, and like nothing made me care. And I I was like, wow. Huh. All right. So I just gave up. Uh, Good question from Blake. All right, gang. Now things get serious. Keith and Denkinger has a proposal. Here's what he writes. I don't know if this is allowed or not, but if the Saints make it to the Super Bowl. And you guys were to publicly support them on the show as the official jock and nerd Super Bowl. What number is that? 53? 53, yeah. 53 pick. I will raise my Patreon pledge to $100 for the month of February. Oh, shit. And if they win, I will keep it at $100 for March, too. Wowie zowie. I realize this That's might be bribery. But I would be so happy to hear Anthony <laughs> say on the show just something to think about, I guess. Anthony, <laughs> comment. So I had originally predicted on, I think, Voice from the Underground and Jock Talk that my two picks to go to the Super Bowl yeah. were the Saints and the Chargers. Oh, okay. And I, I don't remember who I picked to win it all. Okay. Uh, Chaz said that it, I said the, the Chargers. I don't remember. All I know is I'm half wrong, so <laughs> the Chargers got the eliminated. Yeah, the Ch- Ch- Chaz, the, the Chargers got eliminated very in devastating fashion to the Patriots once again. So I'm wrong about that. Okay, so, so I've only got one half of my pick. You're left. Right about the Saints. Okay, yeah. the Saints. Yeah, still in it. Um, I do think that it will be the Saints and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Oh shit. Um, but. Because I had originally picked the Saints to go to the Super Bowl along with the Chargers, I will officially endorse the Saints because I have to stick with what I originally did and try to make myself look better. Plus, Keith and you've incentivized me enough. I can be bought. I can be reasoned with. Yes! The Saints are my official endorsement as a member of the Jock and Nerd podcast. Jock and Nerd! That's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's Bro, really good. Even podcast? Fuck yeah, there you but, go. But I will say that I think it's going to be the Saints and the Chiefs, and I'm not rooting for... I wasn't originally rooting for anybody. I'm just rooting for awesome games because my Chicago Bears have been eliminated, but um, I do I actually legitimately do think Saints, Chiefs, and I legitimately think the Saints are going to win it all this we year. We may upset right. some Based Chiefs. Based on the last four teams Before left. I throw my yeah. uh, support for the Saints, I need to see what their uniforms look like. So let me look it's that like up. Bla- it's black and gold and white, right? There's classic. Black, black and gold. Yeah, yeah, they got the little floor to lead for New Florida Orleans. And, uh, let's it's see, very images. nice. The Chiefs uh, is, uh, what is that, red and white? Red. They have an arrowhead on their uniform. I, honestly, I like the Saints color scheme. I feel like, I feel like that the Chiefs are uh, they're, I want, they're somewhat racist. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> oh, and they're from Kansas where racists live. Oh, shit. Wow. And where are the Saints from? New, New Orleans. Orleans. Oh my God, there's be more diversity. Oh, there. fucking New Orleans is amazing. Yeah. I, wa- I want to visit. Uh, okay, uh, so let's. Yeah, 
on the basis of social justice. Yo, New Orleans is a way more fun town than <laughs> Kansas City. Now, Anthony, we may be angering some listeners who are uh, Chiefs fans. What do you have to say to them? I, I have them going to the Super Bowl. I think they're going to beat All the right, Patriots this something. year. And I'm not rooting necessarily against them either. I don't really have a dog in the race anyway. The because my, is, just, I'm a Bears fan. Yeah, so, but, yeah well, I don't give a fuck either. I take the 200 We want the $200. Exactly. <laughs> so, Keith and thank you. I, your, need, we, I need a new mic. <laughs> yes, we know. We got to get Rugboy one, too. We got to uh, get Rugboy a mic. Keith and accepted uh, Saints. But this, is o- this is only happening if they win, right? So they have right. to win fuck. T- on Sunday. And then they have to win again. So no. if they win a Sunday, we get a hundred bucks. Well, no, we already got a hundred bucks. It says, if you guys were to publicly support them on the show as the official pick, I will raise my Patreon plans to a hundred dollars oh, okay. for the month of February. Period. Right there. No, but we just you, you missed the part before that. He goes, I don't know if this is allowed, but if if the Saints make the Super Bowl and you guys ah, were to publicly shit. support. So they have, to, they have to win. Yeah. Oh, I missed the first part. Okay. Okay. So the Saints have to win uh, this weekend. So we'll, okay. Yeah, and that's 100. And then if they win that's the, the Super Bowl, that's another 100. Wow. Keith, and also now you've given me a reason to watch a fucking football game. Oh, shit. Let me tell you what. I'm going to be invested in the Saints. Who are they playing? <laughs> they are playing the Los Angeles Rams. Go Saints. I'll be fucking watching this with anticipation. Uh, thanks to Keith, and I've never been so excited to watch a sporting event in my life ever until just now. It's easy to rule him. So this was a couple of dollars. There was also a little bit of discussion about uh, the, 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 the can we say Super Bowl? Because I've heard stories about the NFL, the no fun league and the Super Bowl copyright law. I looked some shit up. So it's called Super Balls. Listen, if you were to pick soup or bowl, I pick soup. Because what are you going to do with a bowl? It's empty. I'd rather have the soup. I could eat the soup. Oh, it's a decision. What what apparatus would you eat the soup out of? It comes in a can. Okay, fine. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah, there there are other things besides bowls. But if you're talking loose soup, just put it in my hand. It's fine. I'll drink it out of my hand. I don't need the fucking bowl. Super Bowl, always pick soup. Now, the NFL (laughs) trademarked the phrase Super Bowl in 1969. That means but does that mean we can't fucking say it? No, it's it's in marketing things you can't say uh, it. So oh, mom yeah, and pop businesses, anything. if they want to be like, come down for the Super Bowl special, yeah, you, you can't. I, I didn't think this was a thing at all. No, this is a thing, dude. And I've heard, seen articles where they will sue fucking small businesses for putting like Super Bowl weekend on their thing. And uh, yeah, you can't fuck <laughs> around with the NFL. So they have a trademark. So are we going to title this episode Super Bowl episode? No, um, no, probably not. <laughs> we probably should not do that. This never happened. We were talking. They just call it Super Game. Su- the big game. You call it the big game. And just for the lawyers, we were talking about actual soup and bowls. Just for the yes. attorneys. But yeah, you can't. They don't fuck and I around. I was rooting for the Saints to come bless the bowls that these Chiefs made for me. Yes, the Saint. We're yeah. very religious people. Yeah, we want the Saints to pray or yes. a victory so the yes. Bulls win. Yes. I think. I think we're clear. I think. <laughs> I think that'll work. We wasted a lot of time on that. <laughs> yeah, that, this was. This was. This was interesting. Uh, it will almost get us two hundred bucks though. Uh, moving on, Matthew Lawrence had uh, uh, had some creativity here. This is. Pretty fucking creative. First of all, he asked, when is the show's anniversary? Mm-hmm. March 23rd, listener. Jesus. We will be four years old. Fucking nerd. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Wasted four fucking years of four, my life. Fucking four, you guys wasted four years of your life every week. I'm surprised we did something every week for four fucking years. Yeah, I can't believe that's, it. That's insane. So, Imran commits to nothing. I don't, I really, I committed to something. Uh-huh. I should be committed. Imran does all the work. So yeah, you know. motherfucker. He gets all the accolades. 
I'll keep you guys going. So Matthew Lawrence wrote this. Uh, so I'm thinking you guys put your artistry, Imran, and critiquing skills to the form of writing and creating the adventures of the Jack and Nerd comic book. Oh my God. No way. To be completed by March 23rd, 2019. Yeah, right. That's never going to happen. Normal needs by day and superheroes by night. With Nerds, I think he meant. Well, oh, normal nerds by day, superheroes by night. With emotionless Anthony carrying around a Rugberto puppet as a defense mechanism to talk to the ladies who find him super creepy. And at night, his puppet becomes Rugboy, life-filled puppet that can fly. Anthony becomes super suave when he <laughs> loses the puppet and, of course, super strong. And Imran becomes a genius ninja with the ability to outthink the villain. Okay, now go. What will it take to get this done? It begins <laughs> the inaugural annual of the Adventures of the Jock and Nerd. Just ideas that doesn't have to be that exactly. He has more. He goes, first villain, the evil Mr. Maddie J, who has hacked the news servers and constantly adds repeating news to the cycle, causing the days to constantly repeat. Nothing can stop this until the Jock and Nerd get on the case. <laughs> At the end of each issue, lead journalist Matthew Delhauer of the Daily Nerd has a little article on the crazy happenings and how this trio of crime fighters saved the day. His column... It's called What the Fuck Happened Today in Whatever. Let, let me say this. Wow, that's fucking creative. The amount of imagination <laughs> yes, and thought great. put into a potential storyline involving things that have happened and characters that have appeared on the show is quite amazing. That I, I, I never thought four years ago right? that I'd have a listener suggest a the whole story, a whole storyline revolving us. He yeah. pretty much wrote Jock and Nerd fan fiction that's not gay, like the actual Jock and Nerd book series on Amazon. Pick right. that up, listener. I like that the villain is Mr. Matty J. Mr. Matty J. I think he, he jumped ahead on this episode to, to hear a little bit of the future. Uh, Rugs, I don't think Matthew Lawrence appreciates how much work it takes to put in a comic book it's never one. going to happen. You guys could do there, it. You, the fans, should do it. Uh, or somebody write some fan fiction and and uh, and just write a story. It, it would it would be pretty narcissistic of us to create a comic About featuring ourselves. us. First of all, you're. you're <laughs> I mean, I already I've already <laughs> gone to multiple music festivals wearing a T-shirt, of your wearing own a face. tank top with my own face on oh, it. Douche face. I don't on know it. if I can keep pushing the limits. I love that. this enthusiasm. I love this you idea. Wear my face, Anthony. Yeah, um, you can wear a geek but, boner shirt. But I like my face better. But there's no way in hell this can be so done by, doesn't everyone? by March 23rd. <laughs> this comic books take fucking months. It's a lot of work. Yeah, you, look, first of all, if, even to make it monetarily worthwhile doing, we're talking about thousands of dollars would of, of work. To be and done. if I was to do this, I would want to do it right. I want it to be good. It would take fucking forever. Yeah. But... I think that's so. a great idea. I, yeah, it's a great idea. I think someone should just write the fan fiction. What, what would your, writing. Would your powers be the to be a genius ninja? It would be a genius ninja, but then I can also control the pigment in my skin to blend in with my background yeah. like oh, a chameleon. That's good too. Right? Yeah. My beard. Yeah, I, yeah. I would be the more traditional superhero for sure. You would. You would be like the face of the smarmy, but like behind the scenes, yeah. you're kind of a dick and have no emotion. Right. <laughs> but, it, but you're the face of it, and that rock boy. Is just these. He's like Puppet Man from DC, like the puppet. I'm like the thing, or the I just yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like the muscle. You could be the muscle. Yeah, I uh, love, love, love. <laughs> the I was creativity. thinking more like the genie from Aladdin. Oh, for Rug Boy, the voice on your shoulder, like the oh, evil voice or the good voice. That's right. Good. Come on, man. <laughs> little, Do well, it. My power. My power is. Uh, I don't know what my power. Is. Little good and evil power. Rug Boys on but your he, shoulder. He would have. He would have been like this awesome hero in the past. I will find the weakness in any. Yes. Villain. He would have been this awesome hero in the past that was cursed to be. He can't. Yes. He can't ever actually help. He's always. So I just know there. what to do. I just can't do. It. You can't do it. Yeah. 
just completely You're like, useless. come on, you fucking moron. Do it. <laughs> That's really good. Terrific. That's a great fucking rug boy. I love what you do, the rug boy. Great <laughs> yeah. stuff. And I think Matthew Lawrence uh, can predict the future because guess what? Here's the evil Mr. Maddie J himself. <laughs> What's up, Jock and Nerd Nation? Matthew James back again. We got a couple of geek items, so let's get right into it. First off, we got a Minecraft movie possibly in the works. Nobody cares. Why would you make a movie of blocky Minecraft? That might be kind of cool to see. I don't know, depending on how they do it. No one. Um, no, Jason no, Redman is going to be bringing back another Ghostbuster in the same universe. We already talked about He is the son of uh, like Ivan Redman, who did Ghostbusters. Do we need more uh-huh. Ghostbusters? I don't know. We'll see. Um, also tonight, this Wednesday, is the premiere of Deadly Class on Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, it's oh. executively produced by the Russo brothers and also features Wong from Doctor Strange and Infinity War. This I'm show looks kind of cool. I'll be Wong. watching and checking it out. So have you guys heard about or seen about this at all? I'm going to oh. pause it there. This is actually pretty interesting. Uh, it's on Sci-Fi. It, the premiere is out. It's called Deadly Class based on a comic book from Image Comics by uh, Rick Remender. Uh, ongoing monthly started in 2014, still coming out, created by Rick Remender. Uh, Benedict Wong and Henry Rollins are in the first episode, uh, which is crazy. <laughs> Do you remember the time? Do you remember? <laughs> remember. The 21st of Remender. Uh, the, the story is a coming-of-age story set against the backdrop of late 80s counterculture, which follows a disillusioned teen Recruited into a storied high school for assassins. It's an 80s counterculture assassin high school I've show. heard that the comics are great. So, so. Rugs, you may also love the music. They're using Depeche Mode, The Cure, New Order. Uh, and this is, uh, you know, what I like about this. Here's another thing they did, which I wanted these TV studios to do for a long time. Rick Remender is also the fucking showrunner oh, for the show. And I've always said, get these guys writing comics, pull them over, get them to write your shows, get them to, he's writing, he's show running. This is his baby. Uh, It sounds really cool. And it kind of joins the Umbrella Academy. Now I have to watch it. The boys. And it's on sci-fi, so everybody can watch it. But another reason I love this, just like Umbrella Academy of the boys, these are non-superhero comics getting a chance on TV like Preacher. Uh, and I think it's great for people to see like that comic books are more than superheroes and there's really good shit out there. Uh, and I kind of want to check out. Apparently it's really dark, a lot of killing. So deadly class <laughs> on the sci-fi. Um, Spider-Man trailer looked amazing. Jake Gyllenhaal looked freaking awesome as Mysterio with his powers and his helmet on. I'm curious to see what his motivation is in the movie. And also if he got double crossed or was kind of trying to control the elementals or whoever else they're fighting. Um, there was a quick little blurb on in the background on one of the boats in the trailer says ASM two twelve, which is amazing. Spider-Man two twelve. Uh, that is the issue that Hydra man was debuted in. So it could be <laughs> those guys and not the elementals. We'll see. Anyways. All right, guys, Why are we doing good this? work. <laughs> I don't know what this is. Because I'm a Nerd. I'm not sure what that was. No, oh, that was that was one of his stranger ones for sure. Yes, that that's going back to like the when he started doing like the weird um, skits. That sounded like he gagged up a small child and it has him in his closet and had him say something. That was weird. Hmm. Someone go to Matthew Lawrence. Or Ma- Matt J. Matthew Miller. J. 
Matt Miller's house. And uh, I think there's a small child in trouble. Thanks, Matty J. Miller. Also, a listener alert friend of the show, Matt Delhauer, has a new episode of Ginger Geek Pod. What's it about him, Ron? It is about the psychology of a PTSD suicide regarding the character of the Punisher. Hmm. Which is Del Howard's favorite character, and specifically the. I'll have to check that one out. He's timed it for the release of Punisher season two. He talks about the first season of the Punisher. Del Howard, it's very good. Glad to see you producing. Keep it coming, buddy. Give me once a month, and uh, I love to see the concept of the show evolve. It's very good. Good job. Cool. Uh, that's about it. Uh, Rugs, where can the people find you? On Twitter at really rugboy. Come say hello. Poke them over there. And listener, if you want to support the show, uh, there's a couple of ways, non-monetarily, really easy ways to do it. The next time you go shopping on Amazon, on your computer, do me a favor. Type this in first, jockanerd.com slash Amazon. We'll take you right to Amazon, and you'd be helping the show out. It's our affiliate link. If you're looking for geek gifts, type this in, jockanerd.com slash Merchoid. That's our affiliate link, and they have awesome geek gifts uh, for all the geeks in your life. And then the last easiest thing to help us grow, tell a friend, suggest spread the geekery, spread the geekery, recommend the show to someone. And you know what? Get your shit together. Well, then get your shit together. (laughs) Get it all together and put it in a backpack. All your shit. So it's together. Get them all together. Yeah, I've played every new clip that was vetted. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We'll peep you next time, yo. Get your hand off my penis! That's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> that's a big fuck up right there. Their bottom is, is very weak. Yeah. Good morning. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Who is your daddy? And what does he do? Who is your daddy? And what does he do? Do. Do. Who is your daddy? I'm Detective John Kimball. And what does he do? Hey, I'm a police officer. Who is your daddy? I'm Detective John Kimball. And what does he do? Hey, I'm a police officer. Who, who is your daddy? I'm Detective John Kimball. And what does he do? Hey, I'm a police officer. Who is your daddy? I'm Detective John Kimball. And what does he do? I'm a cop, you idiot. Bob's got loose for you. You like discipline. Bob's got loose for you. You're mine now. Bob's got loose for you. You like discipline. Bob's got loose for you. You belong to me. Bob's got loose for you. You like discipline. Bob's got loose for you. You're mine now. Bob's got loose for you. You like discipline. Bob's got loose for you. First, I would like to just get to know you. Who are you? How are you? What do you want? First, I would like to just get to know you. Who are you? How are you? What do you want? Who is your daddy? I'm Detective John Kimball. And what does he do? Hey, I'm a police officer. Who is your daddy? I'm Detective John Kimball. And what does he do? Hey, I'm a police officer. Who, who is your daddy? I'm Detective John Kimball. And what does he do? Hey, I'm a police officer. Who is your daddy? I'm Detective John Kimball. And what does he do? I'm a cop, you idiot. Hello, cutie pie. Just do what I tell you. First, I would like to just fuck your mother. Let me fuck your mother, please. What's the matter?
What? What the fuck did I do wrong? What I meant was, I would like to fuck you. Come on, let's do it. Yes, I would like to have a fuck, please. Tonight. <laughs> Whatever your name is, are you going to fuck me now or not? Come on, baby. My mission is to fuck you. Now. So let's do it. Now. Baby, come on. I want to know what's going on and I want to know right now. So don't give me that crap. You want to fuck me? I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your pussy, you idiot. Who is your daddy? Thomas Aquinas. And what does he do? I'm a cybernetic organism. Who is your daddy? Douglas Quaid. And what does he do? I'm a psychopathic bitch. Who, who is your daddy? Miles Bennett Dyson. And what does he do? I'm a choir boy. Who is your daddy? Me, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And what does he do? Hey, I'm a healthy female of breeding age. So don't give me that crap, you idiot. Who is your daddy? I'm Detective John Kimball. And what does he do? Hey, I'm a police officer. Who is your daddy? I'm Detective John Kimball. And what does he do? Hey, I'm a police officer. Who, who is your daddy? I'm Detective John Kimball. Stop it. What does he do? Hey, I'm a police officer. Who is your daddy? Shut up. I'm Detective John Kimball. Shut up. Shut up.